Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast number 68. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is George the Bone King speaking, and I'm joined by... Adrian, the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs a place, and the host with the most... And, and the host he- who's most broke. Oh, <laughs> oh no. And here's uh, our resident supervillain. No! What? I'm sick of this. You guys have been calling me supervillain since so I started coming back on this show. And oh. That is not my name. Oh. It's a job title, sir. It's a okay. I mean, he's. Got I did a point. not get my mm. my doctorates in metaphysics to be treated this way. Okay, do you? Do you, you went to you, school. Do you have a theoretical physics? I, I theoretically have a degree in physics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wait, sir. Wait, wait as so you have a name? Doctor Rude oh. Ramos. Oh. Oh my God! What was that? What was that noise? Okay, that was that, weird. What was what noise? That's him. You don't hear the thunder cracking every single time he says his name. I swear, I hear it every single time we fucking do Wait, this. Say it one more time. Doctor Rude. Oh fuck! I heard it now. No, okay, okay, now you fuck. I, I thought I was going crazy. Look, the asshole has to break your fucking back to get your attention for you to learn his name. I pay my sound guy a lot of money. I didn't. I didn't get to say my <laughs> safe word in time. Yeah, yeah, and so it the felt lesson. good. Dr. The Bronco Rude. Buster felt good. <laughs> Dr. Rude has broken the dude. Oh, my ah, God. See, that's such a good I am the title. masterful Rude of Rudeliness. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes, uh, hi, guys. Um, how you doing? Yeah, so in actuactuality, yes, uh, the dude is a little bit uh, banged up at the moment. So yeah. Uh, any... yeah um, he was so... banged up after getting banged. Anybody who knows me knows I have, like, a couple dis herniations, so... Uh... Now it's just now. Now they just all flared up at the worst possible time. So now they're just floating somewhere in his back. Yeah, That's I don't right. know where. But you've got an MD degree. That's right. Vote on your phones to, to guess where it could be. So he could fix the physical with some meta humor. That's right. That's yeah. how that works. So actually, today's show is going to be a reaction review of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Did I say that correct? You sure did, bud. Damn right I did. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, this is so, kind of, we haven't done a reaction review in a while. Yes. And actually, we actually were really lucky for James to come in and start telling us that he has all these things to say about this uh, book, this this edition. For those of you who don't yes, know, tell us Tasha's Cauldron of Everything is the latest release from Wizards of the Coast for Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Which the, Dungeons and Dragons? Fifth edition. Very Got good. It. Wait, is it the Dungeons or the Dragons? Which one? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> this is probably the biggest addition to the game, definitely since 2017, which is when Xanathar's Guide to Everything came out. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the biggest edition since the original core rulebook. Xanadar, that's the the one with the Beholder on the front, yeah, right? Yes. Correct. Okay, so the, and Beholder's the big eyeball thing with the tentacles. Right, so this follows don't. a similar theme and that it's another well-known, like, D&D villain mm-hmm. who's put out, like, a pamphlet of information. So there's, like, little notes from Tasha all throughout the, uh, oh, cool. the book. It's really cool. So that's, like, the meta framework yeah. of how they present it. Okay, exactly. cool. I like so that. So we're just going to find out how this changes all of D&D. Right, D&D's right. actually exploded. I, I kind of want to credit it to or Stranger Things. The way that he approached it, though, the way he approached it, he was kind of uh, um, aggressive about it. So maybe it doesn't change it enough. But you know <laughs> what? We'll find out later on. But before we get into that, yes. let's get into our reasons. Alrighty. So uh, who wants to go first? I got uh, a meaty game section. I got I got a lot. Yeah. because we, we I'll go quick. We had a Thanksgiving Yes, yes we did. We had it off. We did things. We did our quick Thanksgiving break, you know, spent time with the family, you know, 
actually didn't spend time with the family because of what's Correct. going on in the world. So we got to spend quality time with, you know, games Streaming of our services. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my recent is I went to the Dali Museum in St. Petersburg. No shit. Yeah. St. Petersburg, Florida, Florida not yes. Russia. <laughs> hmm. so, yeah. Like Salvador Dali yeah. Museum. Okay, nice, yeah. nice. It was incredible. This is the largest collection of just Dali outside of Spain. Mm. This was literally like just one couple who like, just collected a bunch of Dali art while he was still alive. And oh. they've just kept it in the family, and they eventually opened this exhibit. They must be one quirky-ass couple. I kind of sure. really dig that. Uh, but it was really cool because, uh, like, there's an app that goes with the museum. So we had, like, an audio tour throughout the museum, and there's these, like, AR sections oh, where what? you hold your phone up to some of the pieces, and they're, like, animated and shit on the phone. What? That's super cool. And it's really cool because the, technically the app works with reproductions also. So we bought a print of all of the major uh, oh, cool. reproductions they have there, and we're going to hang it up at our house so you can use the phone at, at our house. That's really neat. Yeah, it's really fun. A little bit of Dolly with you. Yeah. So some interaction, you yeah. know, with the actual art. Yeah, it's re it's really, really cool. It was honestly a great time. And, My fucking uh, Thanksgiving was shit compared to him. <laughs> well, well, for everyone out there, we can now say that, you know, uh, Dr. Rude has been to a Dolly museum. That's right. Dolly? Uh, for dollies. <laughs> yeah, for dollies. See, there you go. Now, which uh, one is better? A dolly museum for dolls or a, a dolly parton museum? Because I'm sort of leaning ooh, toward dolly parton. Dolly's amazing. She is amazing. And she has like a fucking theme park as her museum. She so. is amazing. Just saying. I heard dolly. I don't she's know, a man. good person. Do yep. She's amazing. And she's dope her. as fuck. Yes. All right, sorry. Continue. Uh, my only other recent is I'm finally, you know, I'm still, I'm still continuing my journey to catch up on Spider-Man comics. Because mm -hmm. uh, they're just leaning into the new Marvel event, which is the King in Black. <laughs> which has to do with the null, the original, the or the original symbiote, and oh, cool. uh, it's a lot of really cool shit going on. Prototype symbiote. Uh, he was he's basically a god. Oh, okay. Yeah, god, god goo. Kinda. We got to god goo level. Yes. The, the, their their goo fetish has gone to the utmost extreme. So in their he zenith. is like <laughs> god goo. He is this pro creation creature uh -huh. who created the first symbiote in a forge in the in nowhere. The, oh, the, skull, the, the skull of a celestial. Huh. He used a celestial force. You remember to Guardians of the Galaxy 1, the one you liked? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Yeah, one. Is that, that the place, one I repressed. That place where they go to like try to sell the gem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Nowhere. That's, that's so he, cool. for, he forged this weapon in the heart of a celestial, mm -hmm. and that weapon was the first symbiote. Oh, okay, so he's he's the first, and he's born to be a weapon, kind of like it was made. The first as symbiote, a weapon. yes, but yeah. Null is the god. He's the god of the symbiotes. He's okay. the one that made the weapon. Huh. Okay. I mean, that that's it's it's. Uh, I always wonder about taking a villain. It always ends up going back to god territory when sure. you just keep ex like you, at some point you got to mix it up, further change the thing, yeah. and keep giving him more and more power scaling until he reaches god status. So I'm curious yeah. to see if they do that well. Well, again, this you know isn't. I mean? It's not like Venom reaching god status. This okay. is a whole new character. That's fair. That's and fair. also, I like this as a retcon to the retcon of the origins of symbiotes. Because mm. originally we just had symbiotes and we kind of had to piecemeal what their origins were. Well, they but just came then, from space. But then right? they yeah. introduced the Clintar, which turns out that the symbiotes were actually a benevolent race. Uh -huh. And that there was this offshoot that became like the aggressive symbiotes that we know, uh -huh. which sucked in my opinion. I'm getting some Mary Sue alarm, yeah. like fan fiction alarms blaring. Uh, so now they've re-retconned that into uh -huh. being, no, no, the Clintar are definitely going against our nature. And Null is an evil motherfucker, 
and oh. the symbiotes that are evil are in line with him. Okay, because the the whole Prometheus fucking yeah. race thing is like, come Correct. on, this could be done well, but it's done a lot of times. So just be careful. Uh, but yeah, it's also that series, by the way, mm-hmm. are uh, are the current Spider-Man comics, the Last Remains, have the stupidest numbering of any comic books in history. Stupid. You'd numbering? expect it to go 51, 52, 53. Uh huh. But no, there's fifty. 50 LR, 51, <laughs> 51 LR, 52, 52 LR, 50. I didn't know that. I uh-huh. thought they were variant covers at first. So I didn't read them. <laughs> now I have to go back and reread the whole series because I missed, I skipped comics in between. I need a comic book to have sequels or even a movie like the Naked Gun series again. Where 33 to like, yeah, third. 33 to third. <laughs> That's basically like, what this is. Each issue is like 50 and a half. That... It's Just a little get Square, Square Enix on it. They love doing that shit oh, with yeah. titles. They do that like Spider-Man, the, 600 the over King 42 The King in Black, 306 lens. over two days. Yeah, yeah. we made the fucking same joke. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, yeah, so yeah, that's another than, you know, playing Hunt and shit and stuff like that. Good shit. Um, do you want me to go or what you think of the dude? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. One, one, oh, one. this, this dastardly interruption. Really, uh, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, uh-huh. but never before... Has cast has like dream casting come true, like the latest episode of Mandalorian. Oh, oh, cool. Because oh. we can actually talk about that. I think I saw it. Yes. So fucking Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano mm. fulfilled every fucking dream I had for a live action version of that character. Cool. Because I saw it. I saw <sighs> that episode, and I know that character exists. Yeah, she's and, from Clone Wars. Yeah, no, yeah, and she's a huge character in that yeah. series. So like to see her kind of cameo in the show yep. is really cool. I was just confused because does this not make sense timeline wise? No, it makes perfect sense. Can she live that long? Oh yeah, she's a she's a ta- Tagruta Tagruta yeah Tagruta, and they're pretty long lived. Oh, I've been calling them Ishitakapoka from Knights of the Old Republic because <laughs> no. they always make the same fucking... Tagruta. Yeah, she's a Tagruta. And they're but pretty, that's, so she they're, can live that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, right. Yeah, like Shock T. When Shock T died, she was like 200 and something. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm thinking about like, bro, she's around with fucking Yoda talking yeah. around. Like, how the fuck? But okay, good stuff. Yep. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go. Yes, sir. Yeah. So <clears throat> I've got a, a pretty decent breakdown of the latest Call of Duty. So I'm just going to... Yeah, I mean, what, what are you talking breakdown? Because Call of Duty is very nebulous to me right now. Can you? Is it just called Call of Duty? That's it, or no? This one's this one. Bone King's gonna just fucking rip into the name the and not even fight. let me fucking go. But I, all I all I did was no. Ask I know what the you. Name was I know That's you. All I asked. That's it. The name is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. It's like they couldn't like settle on a subtitle. How many <laughs> how many how many colons are in the title? <laughs> Zero. Oh, oh, there you go. Uh first things first, the campaign is loaded separately from the game's other modes. Mm. Uh so when you install the game, it automatically installs multiplayer, zombies, and their battle royale that's you could also just have separately without the game, which is called Warzone, hmm. which is something they've been doing. And apparently they started this with so, the last Call year's Duty, Call of Duty. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Warzone? Wow. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Jesus. And then Go the ahead. sequel, too, at the end that's going to come out at some point. Sure. Um, the campaign is split up into three parts for the download. So you could you could pick each like part to download and just be like, okay, I'm done with the part one of the campaign. I could delete it from my system software. Yeah, it's like the Halo Master Chief Collection. They do that, too, with the games. Also, I'm playing on a console, but you can uh, put in the settings a way to play with a mouse and keyboard. Huh. 
Uh, Plug that shit directly into your console. So yeah, I've been uh, really enjoying. Uh, as I know, Bone King's gonna make fun of it, but the latest COD, uh, mm-hmm. Black well, Ops Cold War. Well, I'm not. I, you, you see, you assume too much because I wasn't going to make fun of it. I was actually going to say like, while I think it's weird that there's two subtitles, uh, you know, World at War was the my favorite Call of Duty game. So anything that you know goes back to, you know, war stuff. And not just future tech, modern warfare, like whatever gobbledygook they yeah, come up with. Yeah, at least this is like, set in the yeah. 80s. Some sort of like time frame is what I was trying to come at. You know what I mean? Yeah, I because like that. The, the Black Ops series is really wonky. The first one uh, is set in the Vietnam era mm-hmm. with Black Ops and like CIA type stuff. Right. The second one goes a little more into the future. The third one goes way into the future. That's the thing. And then the fourth like. one is multiplayer only future yeah. shit. Yeah. And this one kind of goes back to after Vietnam era. Mm-hmm. And you actually play as the main character from because I've been playing the campaign mm-hmm. and you play as the main character from uh, the original. Black uh, yes. Ops. Shampoo. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, also, I don't I'm pretty sure I didn't bring this up before, but this game was made with five companies. Jesus Christ. I one for each game mode. Kind of, yeah. Essentially. So you have High Noon Studios, the, the people that did Transformers War for Cybertron. Oh, wow. Beanox, who's done uh, Spidey, and they did uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Yes. Uh, Sledgehammer Studios that did War uh, Call of Duty World War 2. Treyarch, which th- that's their baby. Black Ops is their say, baby. That's the name I hear. And most Raven of them. Software, who I have no fucking idea where they're I've from. heard of Raven Software Why somewhere does that sound else. Familiar? Yeah, that sounds super familiar. Raven Software. I'm going to have to look into that. Um, but, so you know. Bone King and I were probably going to have a combined bone butt against uh, Dr. Rude. Oh, gosh. Because I watched a movie that everyone says was really good, but I don't think it's that good. Us. Yeah, I finally so. got to see it. Uh, you reviewed it, uh-huh. kind of. You didn't do a reaction review, but you also like you've opined about it. Yeah, before I kind of see where you're going. Mm-hmm. When when I was watching the movie, I'm like, oh, this is what Bone King was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like during the second to third act, you already know what's going on. Right. Like right. you see that twist coming from a mile away. And I have some issues with the plot overall. I really think the cinematography is great. It's so good, the cinematography. Yes, that, I'm sorry. I, love, yeah, I love. I love the direction. Movie. I love the direction. I love the look. I love the colors. It's so and I love the acting. Yeah. The score is pretty good. I just have an issue with that plot. I think it's it has its head up its own ass. It just kind of goes too far off the rails to the point where you lose the premise of the movie. And and I'm not saying like look, even if you were to like just roll with that and do that well, that's fine. I'm trying to avoid spoilers as well. But like they showed the metaphors a little too literally whereas and the dude knows exactly what I'm talking about with this. But like the stuff that they show literally if you just didn't show that at all, it would have made the movie a million times better and you could have just focused more on the family in their house. Because yeah. that ends up not even being a thing for the majority of the film. They're like it's it's a very short moment, and you think the entire Them in the house that. is maybe ten minutes. Yeah, and here I was kind of in a two and a half hour movie. Right. And I'm and sorry, two hour movie. When I was watching this, I was kind of expecting something like invasion, like home invasion of the body snatchers. You know what I mean? Right. Where it's like, oh, they're they're you, but they're also trying to break into your house. Something that's like an interesting premise that you can roll with. 
But the movie doesn't explore that. It explores it a completely different thing and has a completely different message, which I get it, but it feels extremely ham-fisted. Does that fit in with what you're saying? A little bit, yeah. Okay, I know but I kind you've of you've got some uh, rudes looking at me. I just... What's up, Doc? I think... I'm trying to get away from spoilers, that's all. No, yeah, I know, yeah. I am too, which is why it's, it's difficult for me to say much. I was very careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very careful. Doc, we could drop a spoiler warning now. I mean, no, I don't think we need to. It's just I, for the purposes that the story was telling, I don't think, don't get me wrong, I agree. It was a little uh, obvious in terms of how it presented its metaphors, but that didn't detract from the enjoyment of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I even, even and look, I get what you're saying about like knowing uh, where that twist was coming from, but that also didn't detract the enjoyment from me because... Even once I knew what the twist was, I was still curious to see that character's story, like what yeah. they were about. I mean, thankfully, her acting is like fantastic. Oh, yeah. So she, Lupita, like, you wanted to be with Lupita her. Lupita Nyong'o. Nyong'o, Throughout thank the you. entire thing, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah, but, she's awesome. But do you see what I mean? You go into the movie expecting one kind of like, and normally that's a good thing in some scenarios where, oh, it, it changed your it expectations. It subverted your expectations, Right, yeah. but at the same time, I felt like, it it went too far in the sense where I'm like, this is starting to get silly. Well, see, me. I had never seen a trailer for it when I watched it because I don't watch trailers. Well, so, me neither, though. So me how could you have though. had an expectation? Because I, I I knew what the movie was about. Oh, we'll see. I didn't. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that, I, I saw that there was a mimic family and that was pretty much it. And I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be about the family versus the other family. Ah. Which, when you see the movie, it, right. it's such a small part of it. Sure. And I, I don't know. I just felt like I wanted more of that and ended up getting way more of a live action metaphor than what I really was looking for. Like, All right. like I don't know why, the but there's but not, there's parts yeah. in the third act yes. where the camera just holds a little too long for this global thing. Uh well <laughs> no, just, uh, now we're now we're no, getting close. This is getting a little spoiler. Yeah, now we're getting close. That's think, exactly my problem yeah, with yeah, the yeah. movie. Yes. I think we can back off from this, and I, I get what no, you're saying. No, I just wanted to say that it reminded me of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with fucking Taserface. It's metaphorical! Oh, you get it? Sure. Like, uh, but that's me. I don't think it's structurally a bad movie. Okay. Like, everything else is fine. Everything else is pretty fucking good. It's just the plot is probably So this just comes problem. down to the fact that I'm a Jordan Peele stan. So well, I'm going to automatically like pretty much anything he makes. I, I, I don't think know. I like. I like. I just some don't other like things. the fact that we're already labeling us, and like the thing is, all the marketing was saying it. It's a masterpiece. Like, I'm. I have high expectations for Get Out because everyone's telling me it's good. It's definitely a better movie. That's what I've been told. That I, Get I Out is a Get better Out. Out movie than us. Yes, and I hope so. But so far, I'm not very impressed with Get Out. Yeah, uh, uh, Doc, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. I Here's my issue. I felt as though a better movie could have been made if they didn't try so hard. If they just scaled back some of what they were trying to do, it could have, like, you let the mind do the rest. You you give us, you, you Steven Spielberg it, you know, like, you, you Jaws it. You, you Jaws is in the water. <laughs> He's not, all, like, showing 100% of the time. If you would have scaled back what ends up happening and focusing in the house, I feel like it would have been a better movie. This That's is all. episode 68.5, <laughs> the verses of yeah. us. Well, I mean, it's not really a verse. We can th- agree it's a good movie. I so. don't disagree with your criticism. Mm. I just don't feel like that was enough to spoil my enjoyment 
of the journey of the character I was most interested in. Mm. Got it. Okay, that's fair. Um, um, that was a good reason. Thank you for that. Also, you're gonna fucking make fun of me because you Again? do. Again? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I started watching a, an anime. Uh, it's shonen. <laughs> Nerd. Who watches anime anymore? No, no, because it's because it's shonen, so you just fucking make fun of it. Uh well, everyone on the internet loves shonen, apparently. So yeah, but you're a fucking. I, what I, do I you call me? A dingus? Yeah, you're a fucking dingus. You That's wiener. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you ween. Stop being rude. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> What's the anime? Uh, Hunter Hunter. Oh, oh Hunter yeah, Hunter? good shit. Yeah, yeah. but it's uh, it's reasonably short for a shonen. Thank Christ. It's not fucking nine hundred episodes long, like fucking One Piece. One Piece. Yeah. How Jesus. do you how do you like find um, shipping art for characters in that show? When you Hunter X Hunter, I mean, it's already there. Like when you're Google searching for fan art. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. I got you it. guys were so confused. Like, please get it. Please get it. God damn it, Hunter X Hunter. Uh, which but one, I, I started which that. On top? I I kind of like some of the uh, archetypes already. I'm mm-hmm. liking where it's going. I I see it a mile away, but I'm fine with it. I'm I'm fine with Hunter it. Hunter's good. I also binged uh, Supernatural season fifteen. Hmm. I skipped fifteen. Wow, the last season. This 15. yeah. Um. So here's the thing: uh, Rude and Dude have in common. Oh, I finally got to do that. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, cooking that for a few days now. We fucking loved past tense Supernatural. Mm. Um, and that was a show that was like, I was a. What'd you say earlier about Stan. Jordan Peele? Stan? Yep. Yeah, I'll 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 say it. I was considering oh, sure. a fucking tattoo of the uh that the boys have to protect against yeah. demonic um, possession. Like keeping some salt on you at all times. Yeah, sure. like dude, yeah. this was a fucking show that was quote Adrian unquote, salty enough. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh this was a show that quote unquote was there for me yeah, sometimes. For uh-huh. sure. And quote unquote I, not yeah, proven. <laughs> Because I, I know how ridiculous it sounds, but when you were like, you know, when I was 22, 23 in college and like dealing with a lot and really depressed, mm. it, it helped a lot. No, honey, it I'm, gave I, yeah. me a lot to look forward to. And I really enjoyed it. However, after seeing this last season, I'm not going to spoil anything. I it does not change my viewpoint that it should have ended at season five. It's the perfect example of a show that needed to know when to end. And instead, it just it just beat the dead horse until there was no horse left to beat. It beat it. It got possessed. It uh-huh. beat it again. Yeah. Then it was like cremated. Then it was beaten again. When then it was the ghost came back. Into- and then they banished the ghost. So that's a weird way to say the good place. Oh, no, it's the that. opposite. That's the point. It's the, the exact good place opposite. was like three seasons. No, I know, but it should have ended after like season two. That's, I, I'm just making oh a joke. Oh my god, here. hard disagree. I, I'm Jesus just saying. Christ, what, there are oh. points in that series where they're just sixty-eight point yeah, yeah. no. seventy-five. We get So sorry. The good place is the perfect example uh-huh. of a series that lasted exactly as long as it needed to. I would, I would even say, oh. I would argue it could have been more. Oh, concise, you guys are gonna definitely have that versus. Oh yeah, but you it's guys a, are but, de- but it's a good show. I'll agree, it's a good show. I never will say it's a bad show. Right, I'm just but saying you guys that need to have that. I need that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like even, but even Death Note. Like I love Death Note, and Death Note should have ended sooner too. For me, yes, I agree. Maybe we that's just all can agree. Death Note should have ended yeah, yeah, sooner. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know. People really like you know the two other characters that show up. No. The, no, we don't no, talk. no, people don't like those characters. No. Oh, okay. Uh, any other reasons? Um, yeah, I, I still we did uh hunt. 
Nice. I've actually gotten really better at shooting, so that's Oh good. my god. I'm convinced that the dude hurt his back just because of how strongly he was carrying the team the other god day. Damn. Like we were getting seven kill games. Five of those kills were his. Wait, he okay, his back is hurting because of how much he was carrying. How bad were you playing? Poor uh, out of seven <laughs> kills, five were his. Yeah, Jesus. but but let's not let's not get it twisted here. I mean, it was all because of a good teamwork that uh Rude and Dude have. But your That's back it. is busted so much, he had to have been so bad. <laughs> no, and then the, the day after it wasn't as good. Uh-huh. I mean, I had a great night followed by a shitty night, and that's what happens. And we had that episode. No, yeah, I forgot remember, what episode that was where we have a losing like, streak. Yeah, that like two or three episode stream where we kept talking about losing streaks. Yep. Hmm, I wonder if it was a coincidence that I bought Halo Master Chief Collection that same day. Hmm. <laughs> But anyway, um, I also watched uh, the Animaniacs Hulu show. Yeah, oh, it's so good. From I what got I've seen. eleven. I think it's great. Yeah, I got eleven episodes in. Uh, Rude, you're not done with it, right? No, I'm like seven episodes in. I've only seen Facebook promos, and I know it's good. Oh, it's so. It's good. good. It's really good. Um, sometimes I feel the jokes like are a little SNL level. Oh, yeah. I have some issues with some with SNL where yeah, it's like well. a little like you get it. We're mm-hmm. woke. We're we're awake, you know. We we might have a thing about SNL because I have my own bones to pick with SNL. I've always said Matt <laughs> a TV bone was pick. better. A bone pick? Oh shit! How many things do I have? <laughs> and lastly, uh, I listened to the Robot Stone Age podcast on their yeah. on their T one thousand episode, and I have problems with Cody. <laughs> um, because he didn't have me on or Rude on. Oh How the fuck God. are you gonna have a Terminator episode without the two biggest Terminator stands? At least okay. that I know. We got it. We got it. Is it Stan or Stand? I think it's Stan. Because I thought it was Stan to reference oh, the Eminem song. And Stan, not Stand as in like Jojo Bizarre. No, just it's Stan. Stan to reference the Eminem song. Okay. Yeah, right. I keep writing to Cody, but he won't right. respond. <laughs> he, he won't be my Stan. I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but yeah, you know, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, fuck you, Cody. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? No. We <laughs> love him. Fucking have me on. He didn't even bring up the Genesis T-1000. Isn't he just brought crap? up Robert Patrick, you piece of shit. What, like, it, there's been what? other iterations of T-1000. And why didn't you bring up the Super Nintendo T2 game? Wait, which was the movie where there was a robot factory? And, like, they they ended up having to rescue, like, prisoners in a robot factory? Which They've is done that a few times. Oh, the prison, that was Salvation. Yeah. Yeah, because they also had, like, a pair of scissors. And it's like, what are the robots doing with a pair of scissors? I don't remember that. Twin Perfect brought it up, and it was just fucking hilarious. Uh, But, yeah, that's all my recents, which is... Nice, nice. Uh, Now to delete everything I wrote. Yeah, well, now I'm going to go ahead and try and burn through some of mine. I'm going to let you know right now, uh, we are definitely not going to uh, talk about Code Veronica in its entirety right now, because that was part of my recents. And uh, as, as, you know, Cody, as we mentioned before, as is mentioned before... Um, yeah, there's a little bit of yeah, an animosity he's instigating there. a flame war between yeah, uh, King and I on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, he, he wants to see us do a, a versus episode on Resident Evil Code Veronica. And to be honest, I have enough bitching to do it. I, I, I'm willing to do it down. I'm willing to challenge you, dude. Okay. Okay. So you're willing to lose? No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm so willing I to ask fucking you guys, show you how wrong you since are. Since that will obviously make me the moderator, uh-huh. do you want me to replay it before you guys do this or not? I also need to replay it. 
Fucking good luck. I just did it, and I mean, I did it in fucking two days, but it was a pain in my Why ass. Why don't you come prepared, uh, Rude? Just get prepared okay. every time you go into a new area. Don't <laughs> expect anything. Yeah, yeah, and always just be aware that you'll be locked off from all of your resources with no way to hey, go back hey, hey, in a non-boss no, room. Stop it, no. Forcing stop it. you to Save restart. Save it for the show. Forcing you to restart. Stay anyway, up. all right. So anyway, here's my reason. I feel like Root's going to get a water bottle and a spray. <laughs> just like treat Stop us it. like cats. All right, listen. I am the resident evil here. Oh, God. <laughs> You're nothing but a biohazard. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Anyway, um, so yeah, Code Veronica was a game I played. We're going to go into extensive detail on that in the episode that we have planned for it. So don't worry. Um, two games that I got for Black Friday um, that I've been really fucking stoked to get. Like, I've literally been waiting for months to get these games. First one, Yakuza Like a Fucking Dragon. Is that what it's called? Yes, it is fucking called that. <laughs> be, because... I, I would love that to be true if it was actually just called Like a Fucking Dragon. Oh, okay. Well, no, there is no fucking. But Although, actually, yeah, you may I'm get sure some there fucking is some in fu there. I'm sure there is some fucking in there. But you know what? I haven't gotten to it yet. What I can tell you is that I've been fucking, like, so psyched to get this game ever since its initial, like, announcement. Uh -huh. When it was first announced, it was, like, an April Fool's joke. It came out on April Fool's, and it was like, ha-ha, Yakuza as an, as an RPG. And, they're just, and everyone was like, oh, that's so funny. And then they're like, yeah, but... We want it, though. And, like, they were like, oh, you like it? I guess it's a game in development now. So, ever since then, I've been fucking eyeing this game. And it's essentially, like, how can I imagine this? It's a modern-day JRPG. So, it's kind of like Persona 5 in the sense that it takes place in Japan and it's modern-day. But you're not fucking high schoolers. You're adults. And, and your jobs and classes are just cool Yakuza things. Because... If you play the Yakuza games, and I actually haven't, I've only played like half of Zero and I fucking loved it. Um, they're very zany. They have a very specific style and sense of comedy. Um, I'm just saying, I, I really like their their humor and they really put that into the classes as well. So Like a Dragon is really fucking exciting me and I can't wait to get further in that. Uh, fucking what's up next? Uh, oh, and I was fucking staring at this thing for fucking months. So, um, so Fire Emblem Three Houses is the other game I got. Um, so Fire Emblem is a, a series that I've actually been a really big fan of, um, but I kind of wasn't a big fan of how the writing was for the 3DS games. Okay. Okay. Oh, hi guys. How you doing? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't see you there. Uh -huh. um, I, I started Kiwami once. Okay. that That's something. Did, did, uh, it's, who was... it's really a funny game. Yes, and that see I was talking about the humor. I was expecting something completely different, but mm. the fact that I have to like in that game I was constantly being uh oh, these guys stole my money and then this guy comes back, "Oh, I can help you get your money back, but mm. you have to go get this trinket." Okay? Then goes get the trinket. Oh yeah, no, I'm the one that stole your money. Ha ha. I took the trinket too. Ha ha. Yeah. And then you're like, "Oh, I have to chase you now." And yeah. it's like that sounds what like what the fuck is going on? That is such a fucking. Yakuza but uh, you quest. know what they say: Sega oh. does, but Nintendo don't. No, nah, no. Nah. Well, the the thing is, like, Yakuza advertises itself as like I don't know Japanese Grand Theft Auto or something. But it yeah, that's really what it isn't. looks like. It looks like it, and technically, I guess you it's an open world, and you could do that. And there are missions, and it has like a structure, the whole nine yards. But the sense of humor in Yakuza is fucking amazing. I would even go as far as to say, and the main story is really good, by the way, but the side stories are fucking hilarious and almost worth playing, like, worth the price of admission. Yeah, but Grand Theft Auto has humor, too. Sure. No, absolutely. But this is, like, 
Japanese humor where it's it's so much more. Quirkier. Oh, you just like it because it's foreign. Well, because I don't know, maybe I'm more. It's different. It's not so much of like I feel like there are so many jokes in Grand Theft Auto that make me kind of cringe a bit more oh, versus okay. this where it's just kind of more what the fuck like I have no idea where this could come from and here I am playing this in an RPG. Okay. Um. But yeah, no. So Fire Emblem Three Houses, really quick. Um. Th- I'm a big. Isn't Fire that Emblem the Nisui game? Yes. Wait, Nisui. <laughs> what do you mean Nisui? That's what Nintendo we call. Switch? That's what we call the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo. That? Yeah. There you go. Oh, okay. I yeah, just want to make sure it's. The knee sweep. The, the knee sweep. So this game came out a long time ago, and honestly, <laughs> like, what came a long time ago? Is that no, what no, oh, no? Okay, I'll, don't worry about it. Sorry, I wrote my own Fuck joke. It's a very inside joke. What the? F- okay, deep anyway. inside. Oh my god, deep impact. Okay, here we go. Um, so Fire Emblem, totally losing my point. Hold on, <laughs> I completely lost my train. Of like, deep wow, hold oh, fuck. That was funny. So the thing about Fire Emblem Three Houses, um, as I was saying, I'm I'm actually a a big fan of Fire Emblem. I've been playing since the fucking GBA games, and those games were surprisingly difficult. The um, GBA ones, yeah, the Game Boy Advance ones, and the writing with the GBA games was actually really something stellar. I it really wasn't like because it took place in like medieval times, right? Because Fire Emblem, it's all swords and axes. If you don't know what Fire Emblem is, it's essentially like anime chess. It is literally just anime chess. They give you certain pieces, which are the classes, and they put them on a board. And it's, it's actually all a pretty good way to describe it, really. It really is. And plus, and later on, it becomes like anime chess matchmaking because you end up like shipping every character to make them have kids, and those kids end up being the strongest fucking units in existence. So, and yeah, it's a thing in Fire Emblem for whatever reason. Also, if you play Smash, you know who not to pick. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Well, thanks uh, to Smash is why we even got Fire Emblem in the first place. That's fun fact. true. Yeah. But everyone was like, who the fuck is Marth? <laughs> who the fuck is Corrin? Who the, no, no. But like back then it was, who the fuck is Marth? Who the fuck is Roy? And then the game we got like, oh, this is Fire Emblem. And the main character is Eli Wood? Lynn? Actually, I got to tell you, one, yeah. one, of the, one of the most enjoyable moments at a fucking Smash tournament was when Roy's our boy chant started fucking coming out during a main event. No, so, yeah. I, I don't mean to like talk all over your uh, recent. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, I like. But I, Roy I wanna... gets a lot of love, man. He should, and he rightly so. Blazing Sword is a fucking good game. That's also a GBA game, by the way. It just huh. we didn't get that one. It's only in Japan. Um, and I got I played a translated copy of it. It's really fucking good. <laughs> okay, so three houses. Yes. So three houses actually really surprised me because. The 3DS games were sort of like really focusing on um, making as OP of a team as possible. There was so much freedom in terms of customization and like literally just equip them with what you want. Um, and, And literally things were just separated by class. And like, let's say only this class can use axes and swords or whatever. In this game, everything is focused on weapon specialities, like weapon focuses, which were always in the Fire Emblem games. Like... But it would always determine, like, what uh, quality of weapon you could use. So if I was an S rank in swords, I can use the biggest, like, big dick sword I could. And, like, that would be really good. But what this is, is, like, the classes and the weapons function independently. So you literally are building these characters. Like, I can I can make a thief that specializes in axes. Really? It's it's so fucking cool. Which is not a thief weapon. Which is not a, not a standard thief weapon. Like, I can do shit like that's that. That's funny, because that'll come up later in the episode. Yes, and, and funny we're bringing up, yes, D&D later. It's like, 
being able to do that and customize your D&D, it's more close to a D&D customization, in my opinion. And and on a quick note about the writing, really quick, um, as I was saying, the 3DS games kind of, they made everything very cutesy and anime, and it's not that that's bad or wrong, it's just, it made things a little bit cringy for me in particular. Can I just tell you how they kill off a character, and I'm not going to tell you who, because it's a spoiler, and I frankly don't care because it's so fucking superfluous, it doesn't even matter. The character just literally comes up to you after a random chapter and says, Hey, main character, you know, we've been best friends for a long time, and I really value our friendship, and I hope to make more memories with you, you know, because I really appreciate you. And you're just like, so you're dying. Like, you're going to die. Like, literally, next, you're going to die in three, two, and then literally the earth opens up, and he falls down a, a, a fucking a chasm. Cataclys- a chasm. Just literally just falls down a chasm. Like, the Earth just went, nope, this character's gone. Nope. And that was the end. And then it's like, oh, that character's dead now. What the fuck was that? Like, that is the laziest writing. So I'm I'm happy to report Three Houses actually has way better writing. It is not at the same, like, um... Level? Not level. It's not in the same tone, like the same, um, you know, fakey, iambic, pentameter, Shakespearean kind of talk that the old Game Boy mm-hmm. Advance games did, which Tactics did better, by the way, might I say. Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, this it, it, It's still kind of like standard dialogue, but they seem to treat things with a lot more weight. There, There's a, a character's support um, uh, talk line. His entire support line is about him and his race and how there's a weird stigma around his race who people, a lot of people are ignorant and who don't know them because they were eradicated. It's a whole thing on, on race. There was another one on religion. There was one on, on abuse from like parental abuse. Like, and, and normally if you did something like this, you could do it like Silent Hill Downpour where they just literally threw it in there, said, yup, this person was abused. That's it. And then, like, I get it. It's a weighty topic, but you're not doing anything with it. You're not giving it in a way that makes me think about it on a deeper level. You're just fucking doing it to be an edgy edgelord, Tom Hewlett. Um, so in this game, I'm, I'm happy to say, like, they literally take the time through the support conversations to unravel this, to really give it the, the reverence and the time that these topics deserve. So, fuck yeah. Is that all of your recents? Uh, Yeah. I, I mean, I did want to mention really quick that this is the first Fire Emblem game where I actually got to play as a mage main character. I, I didn't know that. How many JRPG have, uh, JRPGs have you played where the main character is a mage? Me? Zero. Uh, uh, Doc? I mean, technically Final Fantasy III, you could be a mage. I Well, even, well, even then it's advisable to have a warrior in your party. It, yeah, but everyone's together you, before. as your main character... What I mean to say is the standard trope is that they are warriors. So my character being a professor, I was like, hey, that kind of fits on a lore way. So she is a a mage, and then I'm going to have my um, second route, my male uh, character, be a mage as well. So, you know, keep the mages a dark mage. Because get this shit. Fucking dark magic and heroes are fucking relegated to only male classes or only, um, only men. You can't be a female hero and you can't be a female dark mage. Which Can you is be a bullshit. heroine? No, because uh, that I would have made sense. I I just don't get it. There's there's I don't right. I still don't understand why Fire Emblem has this tendency to relegate <sighs> classes to gender when really doesn't need to be there at all. Like all right, so on the news, really quick, <laughs> I've yeah. got some news. Um, you you want to go? Sure. All right, rude. All right. Uh, can we talk about the new uh the new Marvel characters, the new mutants? Sure. 
because they introduced two new characters who are black, gender neutral mm-hmm. uh, mutants named Snowflake and Safe Space. You're joking, right? Nope. No, this this was actually no. This it's isn't not that, that new, but this is new wait, to me. Wait, yeah. no, no, wait. Who who made this? I let me it's Marvel. Marvel. Marvel made yes, this sir. like a legit Marvel yep. comic. Uh huh. Is this a is this like a parody commentary? Nope. Like no. A, no. Is this part of their joke with the character? No. Please the, give me something to rationalize. What they're trying to do? Stop asking. Is trying to like reclaim the word is uh, the words is what they're trying to go for, but it's so tone deaf and misses the mark so badly. Like there are parts of this that don't bother me. But the fact that it's so poorly done. So, it's by like the way, a boomer that like wrote this. Like having yeah, yeah. an ironic well, name. No, like... one of them is uh, a, gay, uh, a gay, agendered man from Brazil. He's one of their creators. Oh. And the other is just a boomer. But uh, but yeah, it's it's it. So by the way, they their powers, Snowflake can generate uh, geometric blade, like psionic blades that resemble snowflakes. Hence her name. Okay. That she throws out. And safe space creates a barrier. Oh wow! And they have powers based on their yeah, names. Yeah, oh, buddy. Jesus Christ. Yeah. See, no, I, I kind of. All right. See, I could understand something like they have an ironic name, but they right. still have their own powers of right. their own thing and their own character. Correct. But now their entire character is yes, this joke. It is. It is. That that, that is sucks. The, that is part of the problem. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. You could, but do it, do it, do it. Um, Powerpuff Girls did for for him. Right. You started out with something kind of yikesy, and then you made him into something cool. So and, I still know, think there's that good. possibility for these characters, mm-hmm. but man, is it a rough start. Yeah. Well. And then I just don't know why. Like, I get it. They wanted more POC representation, but I don't know why to make these characters POC people of color. Well, you know, Mr. Slave was a rough start. <sighs> sure. From South Park, and I then know. he eventually got his own character I know, and everything. I know, but it's still... It's... When he enveloped Paris Hilton? Uh, now, well, that was just, you know, a highlight of his career. Let's just be honest. Oh, not even. That was fucking small potatoes, apparently. Just saying. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because yikes. Yeah, uh, no, another yikes. Uh, point is in another another nail in the coffin for the theater industry. Warner Brothers has officially announced that all of their releases for 2021 will both be in theaters and on HBO Max at the same day. And mm. Disney is anticipating. Uh, we're all anticipating Disney to come out with the same uh, uh, no, I point. actually expect Disney to not release in theaters at all. Oh. I think they're going to drop theater yeah, releases. Yeah, they've already done two movies yep. already without theaters, so I guess they're already Aren't used they to doing it. Black Widow and uh, streaming? We don't know yet. We haven't gotten final word whether that's still coming out in theaters or not. I like <laughs> to believe the movies, the movie theaters, they're still going to be around, obviously. It's just we have a very rough time at the moment, and other I, things will be popular. I was talking to Adrian in the, in the car. One of the things I'm most concerned about is what's going to happen to historic movie theaters. Like the ones mm. in New York and California and well, Chicago. I kept this historical sites and shit. That's what they are to the, begin with. Yeah, but there's a lot of historic buildings that have gone to shit in New York. You need money to keep those buildings up. But people, okay, but people, what my thing is, is it's this, well, hopefully this is a temporary thing. Like at some point we will get the revenue back. Yeah, but with, that, at that point it's too late, man. Yeah. Like the big companies are the ones that keep the industry alive. And if AMC goes under, if fucking all these movie theaters companies are going under, that they're so two already went down yeah. this year. Hmm. It's with it's, Regal it's grim, Cin- man. Cinemark, Regal Cinemark, yeah. or whatever. 
Well, I mean, maybe the movie theaters will end up like Rosie's in that Jack uh, Jack Stauber song, John and Nancy, um, where it's like they took a mall and turned it into a flea yes. market. Isn't that super cool? And all the different theaters were their own, like, uh, imagine, like, a con in a movie theater. Right. And each theater had its own, like, shop space. I mean, that happens for Rocky Horror Picture Show. Really? Yeah. Oh, you man. need to step oh, your buddy. fucking game I've up. I've been dying to go to a fucking Shadow Show fucking oh, Rocky Horror. I oh, love Rocky Horror God. Picture Show. That's one of the few times, no, one of the many times I broke my back. Because <laughs> I had to fucking do the whole, damn it, Janet. Dr. Rude was Frankenfurter. Yep. Oh, my gosh. No way. Oh, yeah. You fuck. Oh, yeah, that's, but that's like, brave. I like that. But for every Halloween, uh, that heals the, the whole thing. Every every theater <laughs> has uh, has Rocky Horror out, Pretty much. and it just gets flooded on showings where just people just cosplay and they just show up and they act out the movie. Yeah. Well, what I and was at to... conventions, you'll see a shadow cast. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Decon, Dragon Con. Yep, there's a shadow cast for Rocky Horror almost every year there. Okay, well, again, I I would love to go to one of these. By the way, I'm just Supercon did one that I don't recommend, but it was for uh, (laughs) Power Rangers: Return of the Ooze. Oh yeah, that's right. Huh? They did a shadow cast. Ivan Ivan Ooze came back and everything. Oh my god! Like she was all decked out. Ivan Ooze. But but, I'm sorry. What I was saying really quick about the the flea market is that they would take out all the seats and like just make a whole bunch of stores. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's a huge store. What you were saying? I mean, Uh, Amazon killed that. Well, we'll see. My only other piece of news is that uh, Haley Seinfeld is confirmed to be uh, Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye show. Oh, speaking of confirmations, there's another confirmation. But uh, a, a Mr. Dinklage. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what I was saying. You're right. I'm sorry. But uh, Haley Seinfeld, have mercy. And the second one is, uh-huh. yeah, Peter Dinklage in a reboot of the Toxic Avenger. Mm-hmm. Words I never thought would ever be put together in a sentence. I mean, and sure. I could not be happier. That's right? So good. That has to be. That has to be uh, James Gunn backing that up. It, that sounds so gun. It yeah. really does. But like, like Peter Dinklage just brings gravitas to everything he does. Mm. So it's gonna be amazing seeing him try to bring like real gravitas to the Toxic Avenger, uh-huh. which is the king. Of like campy, like action movies. I wonder if it'll be as gory. It, I, I feel like can it, it has to be. Can but can if it Lloyd even? Kaufman's on it, yes. Especially if it comes out on streaming, yeah, of course it can. I mean, be. it has to be practical. Ooh, like. Troma making their own streaming site. Ooh, I'm down. I'll put in money for that. But yeah, uh, yeah no. that's big news for me. I'm so excited by that. Uh, very little piece of news. Um, one wrestling and one Nintendo. Uh, wrestling Sting appeared at AEW. This is after oh, he shit. already retired, yeah. but him showing up at AEW and AEW apparently has been working with all the other American and uh, Asian wrestling promotions okay. to just work together to get away from the monopoly setting of the WWE. Interesting. There's actually Good. there's actually a huge program going on right now between TNA Impact versus AEW where they're deciding the world champion or whatever. Right. Um, which is really interesting the way wrestling's going now. And uh lastly, uh, really this quick, is, I'm so this, sorry. You mentioned um I'm so sorry. No, I mentioned no. it really quick. Sting, every single time someone mentions the wrestler Sting, I think of the musician. No. And I'm just like, why was the police at WrestleMania? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought it was funny, Jesus. It's not. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. 
One day I'll get there. I mean, you're usually funny, but the sting. All right, let me bury myself in peace. <laughs> okay. I am shoveling away. So this is a deal for anybody who wants it. I mean, it's still going on. It's not just Black Friday. It's like apparently for the season at Walmart. If you buy a Nintendo Switch Pro controller, you will get um, a, a download code for Super Mario Odyssey for free. Oh, that's cool. Really? Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. Is this is this proven? This is, this is a Walmart this? thing. I don't know. You know, well, <laughs> well supplies last or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, though. So, you know, there's that. Okay. Um, That's all the news I got. I have one bit of news. Uh, Basically, it's just a music-oriented thing. So, like, um, if you have Spotify, they do this thing every year. I thought it was in January, but I guess they do it in December, literally just so they can have the pun wrapped, um, like, for their title or whatever. It's called Spotify Wrapped, and essentially what they do is they take a list of your top 100 songs played on Spotify and make it into one giant playlist. Yeah, and your artists and your podcast, and we better be fucking on your podcast list. Well, geez, no, don't be so demanding. I we am. We should demanding. be lucky if we show up in there. In Ask their top Rude podcast. how demanding I am. Rude, how demanding is he? So, so demanding. <laughs> <laughs> as I can be uh, very bratty sub. Uh, yeah, as his SM right. master, he's very demanding. I can see that. Can be a um, bratty sub, damn it. Yeah, yeah. That's we'll why fucking. He's broken now. He's broken now. Yeah, I am very uncomfortable. Why don't you fucking beg for a safe word this time? Jesus. I fucking was saying it, and then he kept going, and then the crack muffled me. Wait, the crack of the whip or your back? Yes. Yes. Okay, um, but yeah, no, so Spotify rap, really quick. Uh, top 100, really good shit. Um, it's, I, I really look forward to it literally every year, so I'm really happy to have it. Why, why, I didn't why, think it was hysterical, why, but was I'm, I'm a little surprised that you look forward now. to it. I, why? Really? I'm obsessed with music and like I listen to so much music and I love ranking. Like I love having Oh yeah, you do love lists. I do. And you having do a love thing, lists. I like at like having listening to music the entire year and then having a whole thing at the end and said, "Look, this is the one you listen to the most in this order." You know what I mean? Like this really categorizes uh categorizes your year, you know, in its entirety of what you listen to. Makes one hell do, of a very Do you playlist. have off the top of your head right now, like the top five. I top actually three. I think I do. Um top one number one was fucking um Final Dream Machine by Honorary Astronaut. Which is the other band of Casey Crescenzos. And you gave is, them a shout out on Twitter. Yes, which I was about to say. So the Deer Hunter is like my favorite band of all time. And the lead singer is Casey Crescenzo. And when he became like my top one song, I was I just put a tweet. Out, I was like, hey, you know, at, big thanks to at Casey Crescenzo for making such a good uh, song in a really bad year. Did they like it? And they liked it. Aww. So fucking Casey liked it. And so, I All right. I don't really need like I don't need him to know how much I love the song or how much. I just want to like. Be acknowledged. Not even that. I don't want to even be acknowledged. That's not what I want. I just wanted to make sure that when he read that, he had a little bit of fucking like a smirk or a little bit of happiness feeling just from like having that. Because I made sure to word it in a way that wasn't demanding. That wasn't like, can't wait to see what's next. Or, you know, we'll see how you top this. Or this one was, you know, like this one. No, you were gratitude. I was saying, thank you for giving us this. It sounds great. I wanted him to have that feeling of like, success that you know do you remember your like other two at all or? yes i'm sorry i went on just to remind me of the twitter message and i just casey if you're out there i i feel for you dude 
Anyway, let's continue. Um, second one was um, 53.45. Which is a Childish Gambino song. Fucking avant-garde shit. Huh? Which, yeah, it's so fucking, I, I honestly, I'm a little bit perturbed by this. because the It's entire the Jordan album. Peele of music. Literally the entire... Oh, wait. That wasn't my number two. <laughs> yeah. The entire... Oh, all right. Fuck. Th that was... This is actually my number three, though. That 5349 uh, by Childish Gambito is my number three. Um, That entire album art is pure white, and all the track numbers are... Or all the track names are numbers. Got it. So it's impossible to look up. Anyway, number two was In the Afternoon by MGMT. Amazing song, holy Good shit. shit. I was obsessed with I'm still obsessed with it. Yeah. I love that song. Um, here's where it gets interesting. Number four, The Reflex by Duran Duran. <laughs> okay. I was really into it when I was playing Resident Evil 3. That was like my theme song for Resident right. Evil 3 remake. So there you go. And number five, Dependent Weakling from Near Automata. Of course. It is just, I love my list. It's so fucking varied. Oh, look, 0% of people are surprised by your number five. Listen, okay, <laughs> fucking that soundtrack is a godsend, and I will promote it as many times as I can. Uh -huh. Do you do you have yours? No, because I don't use Spotify. Ah. Uh, oh. I have, well, no. I we'll have, sit at this lunch table on I own. have YouTube Premium because I hate watching YouTube ads. That's true, that's true. So as a result, I also get YouTube Music. Mm. So that's what I use. Well, where's your YouTube rap? Ah, uh, YouTube, you got to step up. Come on, YouTube. Well, they had a rewind. No, well, oh, wait, they didn't no, have a they rewind. Don't do, they're not doing a rewind this year. Good, they were cringy as fuck. Sorry. They used to be fun, but yeah, they started getting... Oof. Oh, the ones I saw were just like, okay, yeah, yeah, we yeah. need to stop. All right, so really quick, um, my top five. Okay. Uh, Stunning Bye. by uh, Curtis Waters and Harm Franklin. It was a pretty good rap song I found from TikTok. Mm. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna be smiling with this one, "Looming Dread." The oh, already two remake. I already know. <laughs> and I'm really old, but uh, "House of the Rising Sun" by the Animals. Oh, you know, there's like a million different versions of that song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, I, it's incredible. Uh, Data and Picard by Pogo. Yeah, that's a classic. Well, it's not a classic. And it's a damn good one. 
this song that I found in a porn compilation, uh, Find the Light by Cash for Gold. Perfect. I, li- it's I like it. It's a your really great song. I like your backstory so, and how you found it. Really quick, I brought up because I did use Spotify oh, a little bit this year. Okay. Four out of the five songs are Hamilton songs. I can see what you use Spotify for. And the first and the only song above that was Down with the Sickness by Disturbed. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's a damn good. It, we're talking about classics. That's a fucking yeah. classic. Down with it's the sickness. Like down with the sickness. Yeah. No. Really? Yeah. Not he's not. Um, but the fan. whole. Si- I'm the not sick- down with it. The whole sickness album was fucking really good. Yeah. No. Adrian likes to judge things. Oh my god. Like. But you listen to it, ju- right? I'm not Doc? judging. I'm just saying my opinion. Wait, wait, I don't Doc, think did you listen- serves that good. Did you listen to the whole album or just that song? Oh no, I've listened to every. Okay, album. the game is. I oh, love yeah. that song on that album, 100%. All right, so uh, yeah, yeah so we got to talk about that. I like Disturbed a lot. It's Down With The Sickness and then Satisfied, My Shot, Right Hand Man, and Helpless. Where's Room Where It Happened? Uh, nope, it's not on the top five. Well, that's That a comes shame. in at number seven. Uh, well, you know what? It came close. It came close. Jack Stauber came in on my like, six Let or seven, too. Let us know too. what your top five on your rap is. Yeah. Yeah. At the Fan Freaks Twitter. I'm all about sharing that music. Let's How do you spell around. Fan Freaks again? F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. That is correct. And you know what? We'll be right back. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we return... Yeah, we're I'm going to be- take a muscle relaxer. Yes, or a few painkillers. Yeah. You're going to down them like Max Payne. Yep. Yeah. But, um, and when we come back, it'll be our reaction review of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. <laughs> oh, dear. Be prepared. <laughs> this is James, Supervillain Ramos, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks Podcast. Find us back at our lair, the Fan Freaks Facebook page, F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. Welcome back, travelers. We come to you with a fanciful tale, uh, one of much intrigue, a new one, a new tale from a far-off land uh, known as Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> and uh, my, uh, and my, my, uh, you were what? such a good DM for a little bit there. <laughs> I know. I was getting there for a second. I was gonna say, what class could I call you? I was gonna be like the doctor over here. Is that even a class in D and D? What do we? What would we call that? Physician. I'm the dungeon master, Fuck. sir. Oh shit! The dungeon master is here. <laughs> yeah, to tell unfortunately, us more. it's always placed on you, ain't it? Uh-huh. Uh So talk about placing things on things. Oh, womp Ow. Talking about his back and how it's busted. Uh-huh. And what you did. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got it. So yes, okay, Doc. Tell us about Tasha's Cauldron and what is it about? What is Tasha's Cauldron? So for those of you who don't know what D&D is, yes. which I hope is a small number of you because D&D is awesome. I was going to say. D&D yes. is a tabletop role-playing game. It's mm. D&D. That pretty much, I mean, anything that you like about creating characters in a fantasy video game started in D&D. Mm. I mean, classes like your rogue slash thief or whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. that's D&D. All of that came from Dungeons and Dragons. And what it basically comes down to is a group of friends sitting around a table where one of them becomes your narrator and the architect of the world in which you live in. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the table basically gets to decide what do they want to do. Mm -hmm. And it is up to the dungeon master or the game master, depending on what game you're playing, 
to decide how your actions affect the world mm-hmm. and in turn affect the story of the players. It's a beautiful blend of yeah. like math and imagination. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of it's going to be in your head, but the fact that the variables are what you are putting on paper and changing things around. It's really interesting. Uh, Bone King, do you have any experience with D&D? I actually do. Um, not only... <laughs> Not only have I played a shit ton of fucking JRPGs in general. Sure. I know that's not D&D, but as you were mentioning, yeah. all Rain of that in. shit. All of that shit came from D&D. Rain it in. I'm, well, what, what do you mean? D&D. What? Dungeons and Dragons. No, no more weeb talk. What, what would I say? No more you JRPGs. J- JRPGs. Why can't I bring up JRPGs? No, no more weeb talk. Stick to D&D. I, okay. You can see why you he's. Me <laughs> what my background was. In D&D. And we, I, I was molded and birthed in the weeb, okay? I don't know what this. You thought you knew the weeb. I was born in it, molded even. I'm just saying, look, I play a lot but of JRPGs. But you can see where the Dom is, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I play a lot of JRPGs, so I was familiar with the class system. So when I got into Dungeons and Dragons, it felt like fucking home. I'm sorry. Uh, yo, that's crazy. But have you tried JRPGs? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You're like, what's his name? Uh, fuck. That's, what's, nice. Who, who says that? Who that's, does? Uh, Only you. Podcast guy, Joe Rogan. Oh, that's you, yeah. Joe Roganing the, the podcast. Yo, that's crazy. Have, you, have you ever tried, tried DMT? DMT? He, yeah, you're that's doing, crazy. You ever tried JRPGs? I, I'm severely losing this. I'm sorry, guys. I'm glad you, you guys can have your little chuckle to yourself. Sorry, go ahead. But I'm just saying, I... Yep. I knew about these classes going into D&D, so yep. I made my favorite class, which is a thief. Yep. I made a human thief. His name was Dante the Root. Rogue. Um, yes, Rogue. Thank you very much. It's okay. Um, and his whole thing was he was trying to get good at backstabbing, but he was not very good at it. <laughs> when so, you say backstabbing, do you mean like betraying people or physically stabbing no, people no, in like the back? No, the, no. The traditional thief sneak backstabbing. The, the traditional ro- uh, rogue backstabbing the sneak, sneak attack, attack. Yeah. yes indeed got it but he was really bad at it so oh. i ended up just kind of throwing a lot of things and i became a, like a very um alchemist slash thief who just threw a lot of things that's fun yeah so i was just really accurate at throwing random stuff i'd find like just random potions of acid and stuff mm. anyway things explode and catch fire real good um he was a great thief he was also <laughs> maybe half werewolf things got kind of weird that's uh, fun i got half I, werewolf i got i got bitten by a werewolf in a dungeon and they were like you could cure it and i was like Maybe I don't want to. And they're like, oh, this is going to be part of your character now. Maybe. So I'm going to bring, I, I got something for you. Fuck yeah. Okay, so that leads me into. Well, hold on. Yes. Adrian, what's Dude. your experience with d Yes, what is your experience? Actually, um, my very first experience with D&D was uh, this man here. Oh, uh, shit. Dr. Rude. Uh, we were at our friend. Dante's house. <laughs> Was it Dante or was it oh, Garrett shut up. when His I name... first did the character sheet? For, oh, was it? For the... I don't remember. Well, we were going to. He was living in North Miami. It was far as fuck for me at the time, but mm. I was willing to do it. And we were coming up with a story and shit like that. Well, I wasn't coming up with a story, but I came up with my character. Yeah. And I've always been, a f- I don't want to say affiliated, but like I always admired the dwarves. Oh, and I nice. always And I always like being the, uh, the kind of tanky character. Sturdy and, as fuck. Right. Oh, boy. And, yeah. and so... There was one night, it was New Year's Eve. I'll never forget because Lemmy had died. I shaved my beard to look oh, like yeah, Lemmy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, what are you doing for New Year's? I'm like, I was just going to drink and listen to Motorhead all night. And he's like, come hang out. We're going to play D&D. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. And I went over there and they were like, all right, you're going to be this guy that shows up in the team. You're going to play this dwarf. And I'm like, 
That's all I want. Yes. That's more, all I want. More meetups need to happen like this. I agree. And then it was like a seven person team yep. at that table. And I'm getting drunk. Everybody's like Jojo was drinking. Yep. We were all drinking. And of course, that's when I saw Dr. Rude be a rules lawyer and argue <laughs> uh, with uh, uh, Dante's wife. Jesse. Because she's very chaotic magic, and I have never heard chaotic magic. She's I had, a wild magic sorcerer. Ah, okay. I had oh, never wow. heard okay, that. I'm sorry. like <laughs> this type of debate outside of like comic book talk. So uh-huh. I was hooked, and then ever ever since then, people who I meet and I'll meet them, they're like, "Oh man, I want to try D and D," but nobody ever shows us how to play. Yeah. Nobody, and I'm like, "All right, I'll DM." So I asked uh, Dr. Rude how to DM and and Garrett as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Garrett. And and then, you know, you just kind of like throw off into the deep end. And ever since then, I have been DMing more than I've played. And I want to play, but it's so hard to find a good DM. But let me tell you, that's the curse of every yeah. DM. Yeah. You can ask every DM out there. They've got a list of at least 30 characters that they're waiting to play a game in. Because yep. what happens is I buy this book and I make a character for every fucking subclass in uh-huh. it. And I'm never going to get to fucking play. <laughs> because everyone just anticipates like, oh, you've DM'd? Yep. I've never exactly. DM'd before. I'd like to throw this in there really quick. Um, Dante the Rude is one of 16 Rogue. characters I have. Rogue, fu- uh, no Dante the Rude is his, his name. His name is Dante the Rude. His name is Dante the Rude. He's Dante the Rude, the rogue. He's yes. <laughs> because I, when I was reading the book, some characters' names had that naming gimmick yeah. of something the something. Absolutely. So I took Dante the Rude because he was he was. Yeah, but to you're like telling Doctor Rude that. I know, mm-hmm. but how weird that you were playing at your friend Dante's I house. I know. <laughs> so it's like how weird that my character comes back in this way. But no, anyway, he was one of sixteen characters. Some I did the exact same thing. Yeah, that's what, where I made a shit ton of characters. Garrett and has hundred and seventeen characters on his, in his fucking spreadsheet. Jesus, hundred and seventeen yeah. characters in reserve. And he's always the DM. Yeah. Everyone always asks him to DM. So here's the lesson to be learned. Then, if you're gonna go play D and D at a DM's Don't house, tell anyone you've DM. No, no, not even that. Don't make a new character. Just ask the DM. No doubt he has like fifty in back order, <laughs> yeah. just ready for you. Yeah, that is. You no, don't but even see, need to make He won't it. give those to you. Well, you make a copy. Because those are like his. They're like, no, my precious. I want to play I them. Am, I am the cousin of Ultru the Strong, okay? <laughs> very and I often, share the same things. Very often, we have to just like be satisfied with including them as NPCs. Yes. Is what we end up doing. And that that works. A lot. Like Even if the character's pre-made, you making the decisions for them still makes it your own. Sure. So like, I just... I just want to play. So, like, let's yes. talk about you want to play, but who's going to be the DM? Yeah. In fact, let's talk about what Tasha's Cauldron of Everything is. Indeed. Uh, this is not a campaign setting. Sorry. It's okay. This is not a campaign setting, meaning this doesn't give you anything in terms of like a new world to explore, a new boss, or a new boss, or anything like that. This is an addition to the core rules. Okay. So this adds everything from new subclasses. It has at least two subclasses for every class that currently exists. Okay, so wait, what are classes? Is it a revision or a retcon? Neither. This is an addition to. Oh, okay. This is expanding upon. Uh, classes would be barbarian, wizard, sorcerer, rogue, rogue all of that. Okay, yeah, okay. So all of those have subclasses, meaning where you specialize. So For example, many rogue, you can specialize as a swashbuckler. Mm. You can specialize as a thief, an assassin. The list goes on. Right. I, I went for assassin, ended up going thief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this book adds at least two subclasses for every existing class. In addition, it also adds a whole new class. 
officially bringing the Artificer back to Dungeons and Dragons. What the fuck is the Artificer? Oh, it's really Artificer cool, is the guy who can make magic items. Yes. The Enchanter. Oh, yeah, the Enchanter. That's basically. how we get the fucking artifacts. Uh, basically, yeah, but the, the way they handled it in this edition is really interesting. And then on, so- on top of that, they've made some major changes to the way character creation works. Oh, no. And, no, it's... Well, and they've added... Did they added, streamline it, I guess? like I'll get into that in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And they've added a bunch of new tools for DMs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with that bit, actually, because that's the part that I'm going to go least into detail about. Okay. Is So they've added, for DMs, they've added a few really cool things. A, they've added actual ways now for DMs to work out puzzles. Work out puzzles? Meaning for them to give their players puzzles in an, uh, a dungeon or or whatever the case may be. Cool. So they added actual mechanics that you can now use to craft puzzles, which is a big deal. Because that's a great way to make a dungeon more interesting. But puzzles the, were always a thing in dungeons. Yes, but it's always been up to the DM to figure out how to make it work. There's the DM the, has to do everything. <laughs> well, no, but the DM should be able to lean on the support of the of the mechanics of the game. Okay, okay. And meanwhile, the, you, your DM was always just kind of expected to cobble together mechanics to turn into a puzzle. Fair. This one gives you mechanics that are specialized. Four puzzles. Huh. I, it's so weird for me to picture that. I know. Okay. It's really freaking cool. It's it's so, again, and this, this could be an episode in and of itself, really. It's <laughs> so it's so cool. And it's one of the things I'm so grateful they've added. They've also added sidekicks. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you're playing like a game with two people where you're DMing for two people, they actually added mechanics now to add sidekicks that level with the players. Uh-huh. Which no is awesome. Shit. How is that different from having an NPC that just kind of hangs around with the party? Well, that's just it. As a DM, you always tried to avoid that because it's really difficult. There was no real way to manage scaling of that except for homebrewing rules. But now there's mechanics to scale these these sidekick characters. Interesting. Because yeah. I always well, I have a I have a sidekick character in my sure. repertoire. Her name is Anna the Pious. Okay. And she's a cleric. She's um, basically if I ever DM for someone and screw it up so bad, they have a healer just in case. That's um, awesome. I, you really one. like using the in naming. I swear that's the only two characters that use it. But yes. Uh, uh, ben Crimson is one of my favorite names. But yes, go ahead. All right. They've gone ahead and added uh, ways to parlay with monsters. Mm-hmm. So they've actually got mechanics yeah. in place. That's cool. For, so for those of us, like myself as a player, uh-huh. I'm not a murder hobo. I oh. don't like killing everything in sight. Uh, the dude murder hobo is a term used to like where you're just killing everything no matter like what the DM says. There's no thought behind it. It's just kind of like kill yeah, the person. I, I actually DM'd a game where I had a friendly NPC like, hey, I'm here to yeah. talk to you and give you the quest. And one of my characters is like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, murder That's hobo. a murder hobo. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> no, 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 you don't want to do that. And they're like. I want to do it. But yeah. he's holding you stuff. You have to let them do it, though. And then I did. Well, but then I ruined their fucking day. Yeah, that's you because I am a just god. The only reason you'd have to is if they roll a 20. No. You could just be like, it's a hard. He's a strong guy. And he's. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's what I'm saying. You shit. have to let them attack him. But mm. there's nothing stopping you from making a making him a level 20 druid. That is. Yes. Yes. That's my point. Okay. You yeah. have to let them attack him. But again, there's nothing stopping you from. Got giving them un chancletazo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, they've added uh, rules and effects and mechanics for supernatural regions. Okay. So like actual areas that are just rife with supernatural activity, uh-huh. which is cool, including like magical phenomenon. Uh-huh. So like eldritch storms, emotional echoes, all these really cool like uh, atmospheric things. Emotional echoes. Yeah, I got the Stabbing Westward CD too. It was, it was uh, okay. <laughs> 
Uh, they also added stuff like natural hazards, shit like that. Bunch oh. of really cool DM tools. It's awesome. They've added a bunch of new spells. They've added a bunch of new feats. I'm sorry. I know that you have a lot to go through, but this is wh why we're doing yes. a reaction review on this, so we can delve deeper it's into meaty. this. It's meaty. Yeah. There, a huge portion of Dungeons & Dragons is traps. Oh, yeah. So a lot of that seems to be like uh, enhancing the whole like environmental yeah. aspect Correct. of the game as opposed to like player dynamic specifically, as from what I'm hearing right that now. That part, anyway. yes. A lot yes. of the DM stuff is, about, but that's because that's what was lacking. There was a yeah. lot of mechanics lacking for the atmospherics of your campaign. So mm. that's what Tasha's really brought to the table. That's so weird, because I feel like most games that I've seen, because I watch right. uh, Dungeons & Dragons on YouTube all the time, and it's like, they'll just put a difficulty check, and that's sure. that's it. That's usually most of the trap planning, and you just kind of yeah. ask them to believe the rest. Well, you see, that's, I mean? that's why the and puzzles yeah. mechanics are so cool, that's is because they, they, they make it less about, okay, you beat the DC, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, which okay. is, I, I love. Uh, but yeah, so they have a bunch of new spells, a bunch of they added a mechanic for personalizing spells, which is really really cool. So like, oh, like Dante's Fireball, maybe like yeah, huh? One of my favorite tools they added for new DMs mm. is something called group patrons. Okay. So this has been a this is a struggle. Do I sign for, up? What? Do I sign up to your group patron? Basically, no, fuck off. <laughs> uh, so it's really difficult to figure out how to start your campaign. Oh, sure. Like what brought your what brought the player characters together? Yeah, my that, hometown that's was usually destroyed. Really difficult. It's, it's difficult. So this actually adds patrons, which are like a figure or an organization or something that might be responsible for gathering the party. Like a quest so, for giver? example, you have like a military force who might hire you as mercenaries. I'm. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry if I have like a confused look on my face yes. for the majority of it. I feel like these are all things you could have done before, but now are getting actual rules. But the point is, yeah. is, you you could have done those if you knew what you were doing. Right. It's not something that a brand new DM would have just known to do. So this right here gives a DM a place to start from. I, su I suppose because I know one module that starts out with an emissary. That right. brings you the party in yeah. and says, you're so coming with me over here. It's basically so it's what, like gr what a group patron is. Okay, cool. So they have like the academy, which mm. is like a school that needs you to help them with research oh, or something. Oh, that's fun. Okay. They have the ancient being. Mm -hmm. uh, that one's yours, obviously. <laughs> aristocrat who will, you know, get you to track down treasure the for them. The rich people. Yeah. Uh, criminal syndicate, guild, military force, religious order, or the sovereign. You're probably going to get a shit ton of guild orders, but I would love to see a fucking sovereign or yeah. religious one. How the fuck that would work? It's, I would like the ancient being. The ancient being? Yeah. I mean, that sounds like it's so completely that's, a so The funny thing about that is that that's really interesting because that directly relates to warlocks. Because warlocks are people who got magic from a patron, and they're very often ancient beings. So it's interesting to have something like that, but applied to the whole party. Which I like a lot. It applies yeah. to the whole party. Well, not their powers, but in terms of you being contacted and tasked oh, oh, and, and given a task interacting by an ancient with being. them. Yes, right, right. Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, so yeah, that's a lot of that stuff. I also want to briefly talk about the feats. How many defeats you've had? I'm uh, yes. so sorry. Uh, because they added a bunch of really cool feats in this in this book that makes it almost unnecessary. Before we go, let's explain what is a feat. Oh yeah, sure. So uh. Most DMs will let you use these alternate rules mm -hmm. where every fourth level in your character progression, mm -hmm. you can choose an ability score increase. Right. So this means you either increase one of your ability scores by two or two ability scores by one each. Mm -hmm. But 
if you're a DM will let you, you can take a feat as opposed to this ability score. Right. Which is like a boon to your character. Okay. Um. Uh. But the, just to simplify yeah. it really quick, it's essentially like uh class specific abilities they're not like, even class specific you say a lot boon, of them. i want to be like they're, you know, they're, they're like perks in video games yeah yeah like they're ability perks kind yeah, of things that exactly. you get for leveling yeah so it's something like for example uh perks is the best way to describe it actually. Yeah, yeah exactly so like for example you can get ones that like for example if your character didn't have heavy weapon or heavy armor proficiency mm -hmm. you can get a feat that will give you that proficiency. Right, right. So you've given up an ability score increase, but you get something in exchange for it. Right, right. Uh, the the, the the rogues had a shit ton of feats yeah. that were all based on their thievery and but stuff. But they so. added a bunch now that basically make it so that you don't have to multi-class to get some things that other classes get. Ooh, okay. Which is really cool. Yeah. Like, for example, I'm going to look it up now, but there is one that lets you... So, Warlocks, uh, one of their cool customization features is Warlocks get these things called Warlock Invocations. Okay. Well, while, while you're reading that really quick, like, let's say, for example, I wanted to make a thief, dude, by the way. Like, right. I want to make a thief, and let's say... Because D&D is all about making it your own, right? So, I want to be a thief, but he has Drain, ma uh, drain Touch. With his dagger and shit. That's something that the fucking warlock has later on down his fucking line. And you have to dual class to fucking pick that shit up. And then you can use it for... But now you don't have to do Now that. you can just get it. And that sounds fucking incredible. Might so like, break the game, though. <laughs> not really. Like they, So they've handled it well because it's, it's small bits of that class. Okay. It's not like you're not getting their whole spell list. Okay, good. But like, for example, uh, uh, you can take a feat called Shadow Touched. Mm -hmm. Which basically says your exposure to the Shadowfell magic, the Shadowfell's magic has changed you, granting mm -hmm. you the following benefits. So for a f you give up an ability score increase. Well, actually, this one actually lets you increase your intelligence, wisdom, or charisma by one. And, and stat increases are huge, oh, by yeah. the way. Like the little increases, one or two are fucking massive in D and D. So. And then, in addition to that, it gives you invisibility, the spell invisibility, uh -huh. and one additional first level spell of your choice. I, I mean, how many times? Uh, so day, it itself, uh, the first level spell must be from the illusion or necromancy school. Okay, you have to. And then that. you can cast each of these spells without expending a spell slot. Once you cast either of these spells in this way, you can't cast a spell this way again till you finish a long rest. Okay, there you so go. So that's you, what I was waiting for. It gives you one mm. free use of them right. per day, but you can also give up your spell slots to cast them. Interesting. Which is really cool. Uh, for the dude, just to explain, um, we're getting a full... I'm, there are a lot of things it. we're covering, and yeah. we got to make sure we explain the basics. In terms of like getting a full day's rest, that's essentially the cooldown for all your right, magic. Right, right, right. Yeah. When magic you're out of camp. Is, fucking rough in D&D. Oh, yeah. You, like, there, wasn't there a time in early D&D where if you were a level one wizard, you would cast one fireball and you are done for the day. It, it could get, it could get like get. You're just that, like, yeah. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just fucking useless for the rest of the fucking day. <laughs> so, uh, I want to get now into the, the meat of one of the biggest changes that this book made. For sure. Uh, so, one of my... One, so, for a while, I stopped playing Dungeons & Dragons and mm. I was playing Pathfinder instead. Uh, which is Path very popular. Yes. Pathfinder it was Paizo's response to Dungeons and Dragons. It had a lot of original D and D writers in it. It was known by a lot of the D and D community as D and D three point seven five. Wow. Okay. Um, Square over here. One of my favorite things about it was it was so open to character customization. Hmm. D and D was as a little more restricted in terms of what you can and can't do with a character. Meanwhile, with fucking uh, with a uh, Pathfinder. I was able to play uh, a ranger that had no spells whatsoever. 
and instead had those replaced with maneuvers and all these other things. And that's just because of the customization the Pathfinder Aren't Rangers, uh, ra- ra- Rangers. Aren't Rangers more of a, like, um, guerrilla warfare kind of class? They're a combination of, like, your druid and your... Uh, it's, it's like your... Because they have tracking in terms of, yeah, like... But yeah, but in terms of their abilities, they're somewhere between a druid and a fighter. Okay. Dude, I love... This, by the way, as you can tell, I loved reading about these classes and stuff. It's so cool. Uh, yeah. So, You're but like, like for a example, kid in a candy store. let's say so bad. you wanted to make an elf barbarian. Okay. Oh wow, that's a fucking bizarre mix-up. You're gonna work. With. I mean, your uh, your elves only, your elves don't have any pluses to strength yeah, or to no boosts. Yeah, that doesn't matter anymore. Cool. With the new variant rules for creating your characters, and again, this is gonna be up to your DM. But in my opinion, if your DM doesn't allow this, it's restricting fun, which I don't understand why you would do. Right. You can now change your bo- your racial bonuses to anything you want. That that is approaching homebrewy territory. It is. I mean. It is. But cool. it also it's so liberating. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not saying specifically make an elf barbarian because I do think that's weird. But in some cases, it works. But for example. Not I, not every dwarf is a super strong like constitution yeah. machine. So there are dwarf mages. Yeah, there the are dwarf mage? dwar- there are dwarf scribes. Mm-hmm. So now you can take the dwarfs plus two and apply it to something else instead. Yeah. Okay. Which is huge. Like in terms of getting your dream character, like in my case, a Genasi barbarian. There, this is perfect for that because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now i can finally i can apply the bonuses where i need them to be and i think that is an enormous change it's like making a, a khajiit that's like a warrior or yeah something. you know exactly it's, just, it's not opposed, really where your as racial opposed bonus to your plus here. in dexterity mm. you change that to a plus in strength the hundred percent you suddenly got arnold swarsa kitty <laughs> done wow that's yeah. really good yeah yeah, yeah. On the top it, of your head too it's awesome uh it's a, that, in my opinion, is one of the biggest changes this book has made to the game. And it's okay. going to make such a huge difference What's for character the, customization. What's the new race? So, they created a new race called Custom... It's your custom lineage. <laughs> it's like custom character is the well, race. I was yeah. like, what? Well, that's just it. It's not really a race. Mm-hmm. This is for those moments when your player comes up to you and it's like, Hey, so I want to be a half drow, half gnome. Okay, have fun. Cool. I'm not going to sit here and create a whole sub race for you. You're going to be a custom lineage and that's it. Oh, okay. So it leaves it open for other essentially. So custom lineage allows you to do a few things. One of which it lets you start with a feet. Okay. Only and, one, not two. Yeah. Uh, yes. You, you don't start with two feet. You're you a don't start guy. with two feet. <laughs> uh, you also get to choose either dark vision mm-hmm. or one other. Hold on, I'll look that up now. It's one other ability, but it is, it's such a great way to just be like, okay, no, I don't feel like. No, this is too much. You're going to be this, and it's done. I feel like I could look at any enemy and just be like, I want to play as that enemy class. Here we go. It's the variable trait. You gain one of the following options. Dark vision with a range of 60 feet or proficiency in one skill of your choice. Oh, wow. Just pick it from the the go. Yeah. The only only thing is, for the purposes of this class, you don't count as a race. Uh Uh-huh. Well, because you're custom. Right. So that means for race-specific feats, you can't get them. Ah, so there so is a like, downside to picking yeah. this. Yeah, so like for Prodigy, Prodigy is a human-specific feat. Mm-hmm. So even if the background for your custom lineage character is that you're half-human, half-orc. Uh-huh. Well, that's a half-orc. I was going to say, that's but already you know what I meant. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, half-human, half-gnome. Uh-huh. You still don't count as human for the purposes of this of, of the feat. Huh. So that is the big downside. But starting with Dark Vision 
and uh, feet, which you can't do as a variant human because mm-hmm. humans don't start with dark vision. Right, right. Well, That's look, a pretty big deal. I'm I'm just happy that I could finally play as my gelatinous cube mage. <laughs> sure. Like, <laughs> as long as, you, you know, you do have to be humanoid. Uh, do I, though? I you can, do. I'm goo. I can, you know, yeah. I can shift and shift. What is your obsession with goo? You keep bringing up Spider-Man and it's just in my brain. I don't know. You have this so, thing for goo. Now I want to talk about... Uh-huh. New subclasses. Ah, okay. What do we got? So one of the big things they added was, and I know this makes Garrett super happy, is they finally added psionic classes. To oh, the, you to, fucking to the game. psychic bitches. Yes. Oh so my God. now we, so the player portion of D&D has been lacking in psychic abilities. Go bend a spoon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they added a- How dismissive uh, you are. They're I know. jerks. They fuck, look, if you have low intelligence and you go up against one of these fuckers, you're, you're done. You don't even get to fight them. Welcome to playing a barbarian. Uh, yes, <laughs> and well, thieves are really great, and you know. So actually, they added a psionic thief, a, th- a psionic rogue, the soul knife. <laughs> the soul knife. Yeah, bud. Jesus Christ. I don't know if you really call him psionic, but yeah, the soul mm-hmm. knife is such a cool addition to the class. Uh, they added, uh, they straight up added. Uh, you could have a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure character with a stand. Yeah. <gasps> That's yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. cool. Actually, it's a, it's a monk. It's the way of the astral self. Oh my god. Yeah. It starts starts off as manifesting like spiritual limbs, so you have extra punches, but then eventually that just becomes a whole fucking spiritual So you start Bayonetta, and you go to Jojo. Yeah. Do you understand? Exactly. All right, so this is the best fucking expansion I've ever read in my life. I'm in. I want one now. We got to make a character for the dude now. Like, Oh, just me then? Well, I mean, for that class, obviously, yeah, subclass. Yep. Uh, so they added a new source. The two, the uh, two of the new source, the two new sorcerers were really cool. Aberrant mm-hmm. mind and the clockwork soul. Just, you did not say aberrant mime. Did mind, you? not okay. mime. So they did not add a <laughs> no, mime. No, that class. would be a barb. That would be a, a bard class. <laughs> a bar. Oh my god. That, could you actually make illusionary walls and shit as a bard? Yeah. I thought that was a specific. Okay, you could do all sorts of shit. Okay, yeah. sorry. There's uh, bard magic. There is bard spells. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they added to the, so like I said, every class got two new got two new classes. I'm just gonna list them really quickly. Yeah, go for it. Actually, I'm gonna talk about one because I'm I'm very excited about this one. Mm. Uh, so we have uh, Bar- barbarian. They added path of the beast, which is maybe someone in your family was a werewolf. Oh my god! Uh huh. That sounds so familiar. So you actually get to take on bestial aspects when you rage. Uh huh. Including you get to choose a natural weapon. A bite attack or two claw attacks or okay. a tail attack. Fuck off with a tail the attack. The tail attack gives your opponents disadvantage in attacking you. Because you just flump up <laughs> with your tail? What yeah. the fuck? It's so lame. What? No, it's awesome. When and I was then, a werewolf, I couldn't control that shit. I turned and I started hurting everyone. And then great. Le- yeah, but that's just it. You're, you're not a werewolf. This is mm. where that that beast part of you is in your blood. Right. There is something, it, there, your it is persona. part of you now. Your yes. persona. Exactly, right. George. No, I understand. And it's even, then like a level six, you even get abilities based on this, uh-huh. which is, I think this is going to become my new favorite way to create Miles, uh, not Miles, uh, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man. <laughs> because yeah, you can Spider-Man. get claws, which Miguel O'Hara has claws, that's how he climbs uh, uh, ceilings. Uh-huh. And at level six, you get infinite spider climb. D- so there's yeah. just, they are, you could just make Spider-Man yeah. in here then, just straight up. It's pretty awesome. Okay. Uh, the other one is uh, Path of the Wild Magic, which is really cool mm. because traditionally barbarians can't do magic. Right, You right. cannot cast magic while raging. I was going to say. So this one, you don't cast magic while raging so much as barbarians and now have their own wild magic table. 
So when they rage, a random magic effect happens. I, I shit you not, I was going to ask, I would love to see a like barbarian mage. And you literally are coming so with again, it So right again, it's not, you don't get to cast magic. It's just when you rage, some magic effect no, happens. No, you are still a glass cannon, but you are a glass cannon that does magic and not physical. That makes all the difference in no, the world. No, you do physical damage too. I'm just saying, but like- No, 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 you're still a punchy boy. You're still punching too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so what? let's see. Why? I'll, I'll show you Why not just be a straight up like blah blah blah? No, because you're not a, you're, you're not a caster. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to explain. You exude the magic. Yeah, that's AOE exactly right. style. Yeah. So here, uh, let, so uh, so you roll a d8 when you rage. Uh huh. And one of these things happens: shadowy tendrils lash around you. Each creature of your choice you can see within 30 feet must succeed a Constitution saving throw or take 1d12 necrotic damage. Wait, wait. Before you continue, when you say 1d8, he's rolling a, a dice with eight yeah. sides, and if you get one of these sides corresponding to this number, Correct. these things happen. You also gain 1d12 temporary hit points. Uh, you That's tell a lot of fucking temporary hit points. I can't it's be. It's a glass cannon. You gotta, you, give them, you gotta buff them up. No, I, I don't know why he called barbarians a glass cannon. Barbarians are the beefiest, are the beefiest, uh, they're the only one who get a D12 for I HP. mean, usually, well, in JRPGs, the class uh, that takes damage a lot, and granted, I thought that was warriors slash paladins that could take the most hits. Mm -hmm. Barbarians, they were damage output, but not focused on defense at all. No. No, 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 no. Barbar barbarians are Barbarians are the, the highest HP pool in the game. Straight HP pool. We'll get into that later. Okay. I'm just confused. You roll a two. You there. can teleport to an You can teleport thirty feet to an unoccupied space. Teleport? And while you're raging, you can do that once each turn as a bonus action. But you're not. You're not choosing it. It's just random teleportation. No, no, no. It's a an occupied space you can see. But you it's a wild throw. <laughs> oh my god. But but you're rolling a one d eight, and so, that's a chance of that coming up. Of that being your ability for that rage. Oh, so you, okay. So you're picking the ability of the rage yes. before it actually happens Correct. and it's happening. Okay. I'm yeah. just, I was assuming you run in there, it activates. I, it does. I mean, that's, that's not that you know beforehand, but I guess, yeah. All right. So you know So it's when you decide, in. okay. So as my bonus action, I will rage. And what then your is, DM okay. goes, okay, now roll your D8 to decide your wild magic ability. So could you imagine? It's like, all right, I'm going to aim for the teleportation you and then can't. you get the there's fucking things, like. There's abilities later on that make it so that you roll two D8s. And you get both abilities, so it greatly increases the chance of you getting the one that you want. Mm. But for the most part, that's the whole point of wild magic. It's a random effect. Yeah, wild magic is dangerous. The difference between a barbarian's wild magic and a sorcerer is that all of the barbarian ones are positive effects. Oh, okay. So, Whereas yeah, the yeah. wild magic sorcerer is sometimes some bad shit can happen. Yeah, that's why they're wild and yep. all that. And even fire spells in basic, you don't aim fireballs and stuff. You just kind of go in a general vicinity. Sure. Well, they're just so the big. Best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Bard got College of Eloquence and College of Creation. Okay. Which well, College of Creation is the more uh, uh, intellectual Bard, if you will. Okay. And College of Eloquence is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. It's, it's the, the silver tongue. Right, right, right. right. Uh, clerics got ordered, uh, got three, Order Domain, Peace Domain, and Twilight Domains. Order Domain, Peace Domain, and Twilight. Yep. So those are all pretty uniformly like positive. None of them are... Like, wh where are we getting Twilight from Twilight Domain needs a little bit into the... Uh, Twilight Let's just say, you can, be, you can be evil and be in the Order Domain. Okay, all right. I didn't know if they were... They sound specific like like basic, yeah. like nice religions. Uh, uh, the, dru oh, the Druid. Uh, got Circle of Spores, Circle of Stars, and Circle of Wildfire. Oh my god. Fire Circle base? of Wildfire is so cool because it gives you like a flaming fox companion. Yeah, because having a flaming fox companion is going to be great when you're in the woods. 
Well, but they're a spirit, so they're not actually on fire, my I'm dude. Just, and plus, it, 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 that class specializes a lot in, like, not being seen, like, you know, traversing the well, territory. Well, again, you have to remember, there's different types of territories, though. True. Like, we always think of druids as, like, having leaves on their heads and shit. Right. But there's druids of the Underdark. That's very... The there's druids, druids of the Feywild. Yeah, yeah. There's druids of the Shadowfell, even. Very true. Biomes, so, yeah. Yeah, these different biomes that vary so greatly. Very true. Uh, but I love the Circle of Wildfire. The fighter got a Psy Warrior, so we have a psionic fighter. But, okay. Yeah. What was the Psy? Well, I guess it was a mage before. I mean... Rune Knight, uh, which is a, mag a more magically oriented fighter, which is awesome. Mm. And we got a uh, Battlemaster. These are Battlemaster builds, which, that's a, again, that's a thing I could do a whole episode I'm, on. I'm thinking Battlemaster is like you can use every weapon or something. Uh, again, I, I don't... I really can't, man. It, that, that's the thing with D&D, &D, though, is you could potentially, like... So I haven't read much on the monk on the other monk on the other monk subclass yet, which uh -huh. is Way of the Mercy. Okay. Or Way of Mercy. But the Way of the Astral Self is the JoJo Bizarre Adventure one I was talking That's about. That's the one you gotta go with. Way of Mercy sounds like pussy uh, shit. Paladin Sorry. got Oath of Glory <laughs> and Oath of the Watchers. Okay. Glory would be great for Paladins. Yep. Get that shit. But Oath up. of the Watchers is exactly what it sounds like. It's, you know, someone tasked with watching. Yeah. I'm sorry, wait, wait. So the 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 what was the first one? Something of glory. What was Oath it? of glory. Oath of glory. Can you imagine running into a paladin of the oath of glory thing? Because paladins are already really anal about how they act. Sure. Like we can't fucking hang out with this evil doer who right. stole a thing. You can't talk to Dante because he stole a coin or an apple. Jesus. Like you know what I mean? Then you have people of, that are of grace that are like extra on right. top of that shit. I don't want to be in a party with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounds anal as fuck. Uh, I got to go into the Rangers a little bit more because they made a huge change to the to the Beastmaster. Okay. But the subclasses they added are the Fey Wanderer mm. and the Swarm Keeper. Oh, shut insects? Yes. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I can make I am the pain. <laughs> I can make, yeah, exactly. Or I can make Candyman. Honestly, all you need to do is, hey, did anyone bring a torch? Or okay. I can make a guy who has roaches and call him Joe. Oh, God. Joe's apartment. That's right. Uh, the really Rogue underrated movie. Got Phantom and Soul Knife. Phantom lets you walk through walls as a rogue. This bypasses lockpicking in such <laughs> a fucking... It, it takes a while to get to that point. It takes a little bit, but yeah, it's That's huge. Martian Manhunter. Yes. I, but that oh. that is so insanely broken for a thief, though. Like, you, I just walked into your room. Yeah, <laughs> like, correct. Uh, so wait, does it work on chests? I'm sorry, is it specifically walls or does it work with like chests and objects? Any object no. that can phase through. No, you can't pull an object out. I can't like go through a chest no. and be like, fuck, I can go through a wall, but I can't go through a Correct. fucking wooden chest. This is bullshit. As far as I'm aware, I need to double check that. That's but, interesting. Uh, I'm, I, if I had a character with that, I'd probably break it like crazy going nuts with that. Sorcerers got, uh, got Aberrant Mind and the Clockwork Soul. And Warlock got uh, uh, two new uh, patrons, the Fathomless and the Genie. The fa the genie? Yeah, you can actually have a genie as your warlock patron now. Wasn't there already a djinn something or other? So there was so genies are in the game, yeah. but they've never been player characters. Or they've oh. never been patrons. The player characters are you can play as Janasi. That that yeah, okay. Which are That's what it was. Descendants of genies. Right, they have right. genies DNA in them. And abilities. But they're not full-fledged genies. Right. But this is no no, I am a genie and I am granting you powers. So that you may do my bidding. So you can only use them three times. Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. Ta -da! Is there any magic? You ever had a free like me? That's right. right. What? Any magic lamps? 
Uh, uh, yeah, actually. Oh, do you need? Do, do they actually need to have your uh, your, your your uh, your uh, spell casting focus is a lamp. Okay, you know what that screams to me? What? That screams a fucking quest line right there. Oh yeah. Oh no! Someone stole your genie. You're yeah. gonna have to go get it back. Uh, and really then good. wizard got the blade uh, blade singing. Yeah. The singing blade. Uh huh. And order of scribes. Now I want to get into the new class. Oh, did we not? No. Okay. The new class is the artillery. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the artificer. Oh, the, the enchanter. Right, right, right. Uh, right. So the artificer has four new subclasses or oh, four God. subclasses. The alchemist, the armorer, the artillerist, and the battlesmith. So just pretty much all the NPCs that live in the town you could play as now. So the, like, alch <laughs> the alchemist is exactly what it sounds like. You specialize in making quick little brews that you throw out into combat or whatever. That that was Dante. Yeah. Just so without that's, that. But okay. There, but now, so yeah, there's that. And you can give it to your, uh, to your, oh, well, hold on. Let me get a little more broad than that. Uh -huh. So there's things that all artificers can do. They can okay. enchant just about anything. I'm well, imagining. one of so D and D, they didn't want to make it to where you just have a character that's just pumping out magic items all the time. Yeah, because that'd be really broken. Right. So instead, they created these things called infusions. Okay. Temporary boosts in the way. They're not temporary, like but they're limited. They're not temporary, but Meaning they're limited. They're not. They're not limited by time. They're limited by quantity. Oh, okay. Well, so they, you mm. can you can have so for example at level two, which is when you get the infusions, right? Yeah. Uh, you can have two, uh, four infusions known mm -hmm. and two items infused. Okay. So me hearing that makes me think that if I were to make a, my, my, I've been dying to make a Link character, right? Okay. That that could sort of enchant arrows in a way, the same way he has the fire, ice, and This lighting. would probably be a good way to make a Link type character, but yeah. also sword and shield still. Oh, yeah. Oh, then fuck. I could actually make Link finally. Okay, cool. Well, hold on. We're, we're gonna get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but sorry. enchanting, like, uh, infusing. So enchanting. basically, so you have this list, mm -hmm. and then so let's say I make my two items. If I want to make another one, the oldest item gets knocked off the list, and the new item bumps up. Oh, the list. that's how they scaled it. Okay, yeah. so they just got rid of the old weapon, so you don't have a shit yeah. ton. So, but then but you that, can't what give that it to means is you could also make like a swindler. Uh huh. Who just like I have these magic items for sale? You sell someone the magic sword, and then you just go make a ma another magic and it item. Disappears. And they're, they're, so it doesn't disappear. Ah. It just becomes mundane. It just that's, becomes a regular that's your sword. Chaotic, neutral, chaotic, yep. evil, fucking artificer right there. I like that. So uh, that's the big hook of like all artificers is those infusions. Then at level three, you get your specialist, which is where you specialize. Mm -hmm. Another big fucking deal is uh, your level eleven feature, which is your spell storing item. I would also like to mention when you reach level 11, that's a really big fucking deal. Yeah. Like when you, the, cause when we play, for those listening who play JRPGs, like what, level 10? That sounds like shit, level 11. Right. No, you barely fucking get up yeah, in D&D. Yeah. So it, when you're level 10, you're pretty much God status. So, so your level 11, your level 11 feature is you get this item. It's called your spell storing item, which mm -hmm. lets you select a spell at the beginning of the day and you can store that spell in the item. Okay. And then you can cast it. On, I think the maximum, like if you, it's your artificer, uh, no, it's your intelligence bonus mm -hmm. times two. Times two? Times two. Not plus. So if your two. bonus is a plus five, <laughs> you can fuck? cast it on 10 creatures, 
which means you can start in the beginning of the day, load invisibility into your store spell storing item, uh -huh. and at and at a point at an oh shit moment, mass cast invisibility on your party. Huh. Yeah. So it's a flask of magic. Kinda. Yeah. You just yeah, but that's at level down. eleven. Yeah. That's makes really sense. far on. It, yeah. yeah, but it's awesome. It's such. It's I mean, only, that makes sense. It's the. You it's know? one of the best ways I know to mass cast something like that. It's really cool. The artillerist is exactly what it sounds like. Guns. Pew, 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 pew. Oh my god! Pew, 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 pew. guns. And you make magic guns. Oh, it's fucking Cater from Final Fantasy Type Zero. No one got that reference. Wait, you did. You played I know. Type I know. I've, I've, I've never okay, played. Okay, I, but I say, know who that is. Okay, cool. Uh, you also get an Eldritch Cannon. What? Um, yeah. So. Is it something I can't imagine? What? Is it some horrible oh, I thing? Get it. <laughs> it's so strong you can't even imagine uh -huh. how strong it is. So A, you can decide whether it's <laughs> tiny, in which case it's handheld. So you can basically make like a magic shotgun. Just make berry. Oh, that's fucking cool. Or it can be a small sized creature, and in which case you put it in a space next to you. Uh-huh. You can decide for it to have legs. So it can walk on its own. You have a walking gun with yeah. you? What the fuck? Yeah, man. It has its own AC. It has its own hit pool. Mm -hmm. Old snake. This this seems kind of a little strong. It's uh, but I mean it's it's the main feature of this of guns, this race. Guns guns are there's I feel like guns are very advanced weaponry to introduce into D and D. I'd be very interested to see how they balance. Yeah, but that. how many homebrews want to include guns? Yeah, and how many homebrews already do? <laughs> and the thing is, there's there's really nothing preventing you, the artillerist, from keeping it close to you. Mm -hmm. So you can hang back with your arcane pistol and send your uh, cannon up to the front line to protect the front line fighters. I'd probably make this my necklace and just fire. No one would like it's inconspicuous. I just have it with me at sure. all times centered on me and then just be like, yeah, well, I don't like you. Your <laughs> tiny has to be handheld. Oh, it ha really? Yeah. Okay, because I'm thinking, Tiny, you can move it no. around and do stuff. with. Okay. I like to do that with this, by the way. Take something and try and use sure. it in a way that it and doesn't And I don't see why any DM would have an issue with that. Right. Okay. So that's the artillerist. It's very pew-pew magic. It's another class like the warlock mm -hmm. that depends heavily on cantrips. Right, right, right. Because that's going to be your main damage, especially early game. Cantrips are base-level spells. Boosted stand, is, is casting boosted cantrips. Right, right, right. right. But the armorer. He just makes armor? It's Iron Man. Oh. Yeah. No. Wait, but no, but wait, no, but wait, how? No, because Iron Man, he wears an iron suit, but he has lasers and all sorts of fucking nonsense. Uh-huh. You're saying he has lasers? Uh-huh. Oh, man. Okay, it's I don't magic. know if I like this one. It's magic. Oh, no, this is awesome. Especially because, so one thing that D&D &D 5e is seriously lacking is ways to actually tank. So in video games, World of Warcraft, whatever, mm -hmm. as a tank, your job is to draw aggro. Right. It is to convince the enemy to attack you. Right. There's very little ways to do that in Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, no, there's there's a couple of fucking like targeting spells where you not really. Fair, oh, the, one of the cries that the fucking berserker gets. Yeah, that's but that's one of the few examples it's of that. It's for berserker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, what my point is that like so this and so basically okay, you make your thing called your arcane armor. Mm -hmm. Two big features of this is a you can don your armor as an action. Uh, oh, that counts as an action. Well, as opposed to it taking ten minutes, it now takes six seconds. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that was a difference. Okay, sure. Yeah. So basically, for example, if your character was asleep without its armor on, oh. and you get jumped, you need a minute to put that armor back on. Hmm. Meanwhile, the armor literally goes. Shh, and it just 
Yeah, that's where the Iron Man references come in. Also, you can remove and re- and uh, you can remove your helmet as a bonus action and make it appear as a bonus action. I'm, so you I'm, can assuming, literally do the f- I'm assuming you design your suit. Yeah. Okay. So it basically what it is, you take a piece of armor mm. and you imbue it with magic and this causes it to expand and wrap across your whole body. Huh, okay, I like that. One of the really cool things, and this is what I'm using for my character, my character is a thief who's missing an arm. Oh, cool, and he gets the arm back when he puts it on. The armor, if it, if you, you don't have an arm, the armor's limb acts as a fully functioning limb. And you just have like this iron arm that you yeah. do crazy shit with. I, you know what? You're selling me on So that. I wanted to, I mentioned thief, because thief with armor, that's mm. weird, but I'm going to mention why. So you can do two things with the armor. There's two modes. Mm. There's guardian, I believe it's called, hang on. The Guardians. Guardian or Infiltrator. Okay. Okay. I mean, when you're a thief, you're probably going to end up going with Infiltrator, but yes. yes. Correct. Uh, Give me one second. Where the fuck is it? I want to, I have a couple, and I think this might be a future episode that we might have to do, but like, yeah, Guardian. if you have a shit ton of D&D characters already pre-made and I have a shit ton of pre-made D&D characters, I'd love to talk about them Ooh. on the show, right? You know, because it's just a lot. There's a lot there. So, uh, each of these two modes gets a built-in gauntlet weapon. Okay. All right. So some kind of fist weapon. Uh, in the in the uh, the the guardian's case, you get your thunder gauntlets. Okay. Each each of the armor's gauntlets counts as a simple melee weapon while you aren't holding anything in it, and it deals one d eight thunder damage plus your intelligence modifier. So it's one d eight thunder plus intelligence. Did you just stacking on that? It's crazy. But it's just funny to me that it stops being. A weapon when you're holding something. I think if I hit someone with the back of my hand, it would still Well, hurt. but the point <laughs> is that you're now using that hand to hold something uh-huh. versus using it to actually operate but the But can you imagine the bad guy goes, hey, catch. Yeah. Huh? And then you just fucking lock right. off your arm. You're done. <laughs> no, it's still there. It's just you can't use the weapon attack, motherfucker. Sure, and you got to. And you got to. But here, okay, uh, and a creature hit by the gauntlet has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than you until the start of your next turn. Oh, so you're drawing you're drawing aggro for sure. Because way. it has disadvantage unless they attack you. They they could still technically they go could, for it with but disadvantage. That'd be stupid. Right, right. But if they're just really dead set on hitting and your soft uh, cleric back there, correct, they'll go for that. But yeah. yeah. But even then, you're still tanking because you're also a relief. No, there's you're... definitely an incentive to attack him, of course. And then as a bonus act, then then they also have a defensive field, which is as a bonus action, you gain temporary hit points equal to your level. In this class. That was the same ability as one of the other classes that negated Kinda, damage. But in this field. is just for you. Okay. All this right. only affects you. You actually have like a force field. But the force field, if you were in said force field, it works for you? Yes. Too? Yeah, okay, all right. Uh but that's the point. Is that mm-hmm. that one applied to you and your party? This one's just for you. Oh, okay. There's no way to put that no. on anyone else. Okay. Uh you can use this bonus action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's the two big things that comes with the the Guardian. Okay. And then the infiltrator has lightning launchers. <laughs> sorry, it sounded similar to Linear Launcher. I almost no. had an episode. I just... Sorry, it's I a gem-like node appears on one of your armored fists or on the chest. I, wa- I, I wonder why that specification was put there. <laughs> it counts as a simple ranged weapon with a normal range of 90 feet uh, and a long range of 300 feet, and it deals 1d6 lightning damage on a hit. That's 1d6 plus uh, your intelligence modifier. So do you uh, also on each get... of your turns, right. when you hit a creature with it, you can deal an extra 1d6 lightning damage. So you're just chaining lightning d6. spells. 2d6! You're just chaining lightning on yeah, top man. of lightning. Um, I was going to say, since this is Iron Man, do you uh, get like a plus 20 charisma bonus no. or something? No. Oh, okay, fine. But then you're, you're walking, you have powered steps. Your walking speed increases by five feet. 
Uh-huh. And this is the thing that matters for thieves. You have advantage on dexterity stealth checks. That's literally everything. Now, so yes, this means that you can now play a thief in medium armor. Because you, uh, your magic armor can be anything. It could be light armor, medium armor, heavy armor. All of it. It does a face armor too, right? Yeah. So it doubles as a mask and hides your identity I mean, yes, as well. But it does, but it, uh, yeah, technically. If, if, you're, if you're a thief, that's important. Yeah, too, yeah. So. But the big deal is that you can now be a thief, functional thief in heavy armor. Yeah. Because so heavy armor grants disadvantage on stealth checks, mm-hmm. which sucks for a thief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you have good. advantage and disadvantage, they cancel each other out. So you just straight roll. Right. So since this armor gives you advantage, you can wear heavy armor, and now you just have a straight roll on stealth. Which, when you combine with a rogue's... Um, I forget what Tumble? it's called, but they have an ability where you basically get to just take a 10. Uh, oh, just to take that base it's, roll of 10? Um, it, it's a sp- I never got it's that It's something one, talent. It's, it's like useful talent or like... It's something, it's, it, I forget, I can't remember what it's called right yeah, now. Okay. Uh, reliable talent. There we go. Reliable talent, which just says, okay, your role for anything you uh, you're, have an expertise in is 10 plus the bonus. Mm-hmm. So this means you could literally roll a two and say, nope, I'm going to do reliable talent. Now I have a 26. But I mean, you can't do it consistently over and over again. Yeah, it's your, that's it. That's your, for, for the things that you have expertise in, that's just your role Isn't now. Is there a limit to how many no, times you can boon on that? Not for no? Expert, not, nope. I, yeah, rogues are ridiculous. It sounds a little broken. Rogues okay. are super ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, so this means that you can now be a fucking rogue in heavy armor, which is awesome. I just think it's so weird. Or, it's like, the town has been plagued with a thief that steals everything in the night. Just no one knows how to catch him, but we can hear him coming a fucking mile away. Not anymore, you can't, because he's rolling high on self-checks. No, but like, the armor, I, I'm just saying, does it silence the armor? How the yeah. hell does that work? Yeah. I don't know. That's so weird. Also, your armor's magic now. I know. I know you've been going with the Iron Man reference. Yeah. I immediately thought power armor. Yeah, it's very power armor. Yeah, for sure. I th- I think of Colossus in a weird way and just turning off and on bit. Colossus. A little bit, but you know yeah. I mean? So those are like it's a lot of its main features. And I'm there. sure Deadpool would love to turn off and on Colossus. Bon <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, uh, go ahead. And then yeah, and then uh, if it gets to the point where you know it levels up, also your armor gets better as you as as the subclass goes. Does on. it have its own leveling system no. as well? Ah, oh, no. that'd be great. Though. It's just its only major improvement is so. Uh, it counts as just one piece. Mm-hmm. So for the purposes of your infusions, you can only apply one infusion to your armor. Oh, so you just enchant the whole fucking thing in one go because right. it's a whole armor piece. Yeah, but that means you can only either take the plus one to AC or the plus one to attack for the one weapons. One bonus at once, or Yeah, because it's one whole suit. At level nine... It becomes individual pieces that you can then infuse separately. That's cool. I like that a lot, yeah. actually. I like the fact that it's later on that they let you. Yeah, get yeah, that. yeah, for yeah. sure. Because if you got that from the beginning, it's like Jesus Christ, a level of shit here. Um, is there anything in particular more that you wanted to mention? Because I did want to just bring up one of my characters. Real yeah, fast. let's let's go into it. Ask your questions. Right. I find this all very interesting because it seems as though we're giving D and D like the push into the future. Yeah, like we're advancing the age. Yeah. We're no longer just in the dark ages. We are now starting to go across into bronze and so forth. Sure. You know? That's just very interesting to me. Well, well it's we- been happening for a bit in terms of like uh, campaign settings and stuff. Because mm-hmm. like last year, uh, so Wizards of the Coast also owns Magic the Gathering. Right. Last year, was it last year or the year before? I don't know. Time has no meaning anymore. That's true. Um, Magic the Gathering stuff is now canon in D&D. Huh. 
So they added Eberron campaign settings and a bunch of Magic the Gathering stuff. Can Wizards of the Coast buy Yu-Gi-Oh, please? <laughs> and just get it away from Konami and I can start having all that shit in there? That'd be great. But um, Just saying. Yeah. Carry um, on. But no, in, now that we've done this episode, yes. I'm actually really excited because this opens up a lot of D&D topics. And we yes. can go ahead and talk about our characters. I really am excited to do that episode. I love coming up with fucking weird-ass, like, Orlum. fun ideas. Orlum Battlehammer. That was my Goliath's name. Oh, okay. I was going to say, is, is this a module? <laughs> All I want to do is make that monk. I just want to do JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Make the monk. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And then when you make the monk, I can make my um, my character that I thought of, which was a, a necromancer chef. A chef romancer. Uh, a chef romancer. Nice. See, because the 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 you know the animals he's cooking they die, but he could bring them back and then choke you from within your stomach or something. I don't know. I read somewhere <laughs> that like I was thinking like, hey, you just ate chicken. Let's say, and I I could reanimate the chicken as a zombie chicken in your stomach Oof. and you're fucking dead. But someone told me you we'll like, get into why that doesn't work. Yeah, someone told me it doesn't work. But we'll we'll go into that in the next episode. But if you liked what you heard here, be sure to check us out on Facebook or Twitter at f a n f. Double E K S fan freak. See, I did it this time. You missed the R. Oh fuck. <laughs> F A N F R double E K S. Yes, there is definitely an R in there. My apologies. And uh, if you want to shout at um and if you want to shout at us, I'm right at the end. Help me. <clears throat> and if you want to shout at us, shout at us. Why does that sound weird to me? Because I don't know. Your brain is breaking. And if you want to shout at us, be sure to talk to us on Twitter. Uh, I am Bone King TV and Adrian MDOD, Doctor Rude MD. Yes, and be sure you get say that one more time. D R R U D E M D. Yes, because we we did have an update. We needed to make sure you you fit your new Doctor Rude, Rude MD. That's right. You're no longer a, a generic supervillain. No. You are now a titled supervillain. That's right. You know, one day you'll do a crime that's noticeable enough. I'm sure. Wow. <laughs> uh, is that dick. really an insult? A little bit. Because it's like you won't do a bad thing. I mean, that's just like you're just basically cutting him off at the I heel know. right I'm there. just saying I look forward to seeing what Dr. I will Dr. be writing Rude you does. a strongly worded letter, sir. Oh, Ooh, God, he really is You've unleashed the Karen. <laughs> God, this is way more villainy than I was intending. Oh, God. Someone save I me. I will speak to your manager. Oh, God. <laughs>